This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi. It is the sound of agony in a moment of joy. The embraces families have yearned to feel for over 50 days as the third round of hostages were released from Hamas's captivity inside the Gaza Strip. What she endured is unthinkable. One of those hostages is an American four-year-old girl. U.S. officials have been waiting to see released. Abigail Idan witnessed the murder of both of her parents on October 7th and was later abducted with a group of neighbors on Kibbutz Kafar Aza. Residents of Abigail's Kibbutz erupted in cheers when they saw her in the Red Cross van. The deal at play between Israel and Hamas is a four-day truce that will release a total of 50 women and children hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. We will not stop working until every hostage is returned to their loved ones. U.S. officials are hopeful that two women, both dual U.S.-Israeli citizens, will also be freed in this deal. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he told President Biden in a phone call Sunday that while he welcomes an extension, Israel will resume full force against Gaza once this temporary truce is over. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Ryan Sackish calling for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza, creating a traffic nightmare on the Manhattan Bridge this afternoon. Uh, this is as they blocked the Manhattan Bridge. Traffic came to a standstill, and all of this, mind you, is happening on what may be the busiest travel day of the year. I support their protest, I think, but I don't think blocking the bridge would be a good idea. I try to get home to my wife, but uh, sadly, that is not the case anytime soon. Uh, Animals. NYPD confirming that multiple people have been taken into custody as a result of this. Swift goes in motion. Hurts on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in. Touchdown. The Eagles win. Hurts does it again. Oh, my God. Hurts does it again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's amazing. Now he brings Flowers in motion to the left. He gives it to Flowers in the jet sweep. He cuts inside the numbers. He's in the 30. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Ravens. Kazay is in the barn, and the Ravens knock out the Chargers in L.A. Marvin Harrison, the wide receiver at the top of the screen. McCord looks, fires, intercepted. Ladbrook and Michigan will win the game.
We are back today. Well, four-fifths of us. Noam Layden is not here, but, of course, uh, Jim Flippin at this point. It's kind of like in a horse race when you get one and one A. Flippin and uh, Noam are interchangeable at this point. They're both great. But uh, me, Lewis, Justin, and Joe Nolan back with you on this post-Thanksgiving Monday. Although I'm quick to remind everybody... That once again, for the second consecutive week, this is just a three-day work week for me. And I'm going to ask you a question here, Lewis, before we get to all that great stuff in the open, which includes the top two seeds in each conference in the NFL. There are no giant highlights. Just stop it. I can't get excited about beating the Commanders, the Patriots, Tommy DeVito. The team is 4-8. and eight. They mean nothing, these wins. In fact, these are bad wins for the Giants. Bad wins. But I'll get to the other uh, top seeds, the Eagles and the Ravens, and that great Michigan win over Ohio State on Saturday, and all the Israel stuff, and these animals on the Manhattan Bridge that I wish they would just throw them all into the water. I really do. Just run them off the bridge and throw them into the water. God, who cares? These are just animals led by Linda Sarsour, the biggest douche bear God ever created, ever. <laughs> I mean, what a piece of chisel. But, um... What other uh, very, very famous big-time radio host? In fact, the only guy I'll ever admit that's better than me, I do admit that regularly, works three days a week and makes a ton of money. Oh, it's a question to me. Question to you, Lewis. Okay. He only works Monday through Wednesday, makes a ton of money, and anyone who knows anything about this business knows he's far and away the greatest radio talk show host ever. Easy. Oh, who is it then? Howard. That's right, Howard. So I said to Danielle yesterday, I said, you know what? I can get used to this three-day-of-work thing, Monday through Wednesday. Let's up the salary significantly, and let's just do it this way. Let, like, Andrew and John and Curtis and Dominic and everybody else work on Thursdays and Fridays and feel better. I mean, I really haven't felt well now for about three weeks. I remember the day exactly. It was the New York City Marathon. And we got up very early that morning, Danielle and I, because we had a meet at John Jay College at 5 a.m. So I was up at 3.30, and I remember I felt great. And then I was uh, waiting by the finish line with, of all people, Steve Sharippa, and I sneezed. And the rest of the day, I felt like hell. And that has been the case now for the better part of three weeks. I've not gotten better. I don't know what is going on. Danielle's like, you got long covid I don't even believe in long COVID, but whatever I've got has stuck around for like three weeks, so it was good to have four days off, and I'll do it again this week. So, again, you get me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and that is it. Till next week, and then we'll get a nice little run going before we take off Christmas and New Year's, and then we come back January 2nd, and once again, 2024, balls to the wall. Wow. Balls to the wall, Lewis. Step on it, baby. Wow. Yeah, so we played uh, in the open. We ended with Gus Johnson. I'm not going to lie. My sister went to Michigan, Lizzie, and I spent a lot of time in Ann Arbor. Back then, the football team was good, 
the quarterbacks were guys like Jim Harbaugh and Elvis Gerback. But the basketball team was amazing. When Lizzie was there, they won the NCAA championship. Glenn Rice, that amazing team, defeated P.J. Carlissimo and Seton Hall and won the whole thing. Rice, to this day, I believe, one of the top two or three tournaments I've ever seen. He was amazing. And that team was good. Romeo Robinson, Sean Higgins, Terry Mills, Lloyd Vaught. Very good team. So they, um, so I've got a special interest in the Wolverines, even though the real Palestine doesn't exist in Gaza. There's no such country named Palestine anywhere near Israel. The real Palestine is Michigan. Right here in our own country, there are more crazy and bad Arabs in Michigan than half the Gaza Strip. I swear to God. But, uh, but Ann Arbor is a beautiful place. I love that school. And they won. They beat Ohio State on Saturday. You know, that's now three straight years that Ryan Day and the Buckeyes have lost to Michigan. They never lost to Michigan. Jim Harbaugh could never beat the Buckeyes. Never. Three straight years. And now Michigan will take on Iowa for the Big Ten Championship. And you've got a slate of great games coming up this weekend, conference championships. The best of all is a rematch from a couple of weeks ago, the Pac-12 championship between the red-hot Bo Nix and Oregon taking on undefeated Washington. That's that's your best game of the day. But you got Georgia-Alabama. That's a big one, SEC championship. Florida State is going to play Louisville in the ACC championship. Oklahoma State-Texas in the Big 12 championship. So, Fun stuff coming up if you're a big college football fan, and I am, coming up this weekend. Now, NFL, the cuts I played, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, game-winning touchdown. He had an amazing second half, and they came back to beat the Buffalo Bills 37-34. And now the Eagles, at 10-1, and still have the best record in the National Football League. They're the top seed in the NFC. The Ravens beat the Chargers last night. You heard the highlight, Zay Flowers. So Baltimore at 9-3 and three is the top seed in the AFC. But if you're interested, the rest of the seeds in the NFC, once you get past number one, which again, as I mentioned, happens to be the Philadelphia Eagles, the, uh, the number two seed in that conference is the 49ers. The Lions, who suffered a very disappointing home loss to the Packers on Thanksgiving, they're the three seed. The Falcons are now the four seed. The Falcons beat the Saints yesterday. They're now atop the NFC South. And the three wild card teams out of the NFC right now, with weeks to play, of course, are Seattle, Minnesota, who plays tonight, and the red-hot Dallas Cowboys. In the AFC, as I mentioned, the Ravens are the top seed, Kansas City who fell behind uh, in Oakland yesterday, in Vegas, I should say, 14 to nothing but won easily. They're the two seed. The Jaguars got a big win in Houston against the Texans yesterday. They're the three seed. Miami, who beat the Jets on Friday, they're the four seed. And the Colts, Browns, and Steelers, who had a big win in Cincinnati yesterday, are the rest of your playoff team. So it's getting uh, to that point, folks. Crunch time in the NFL, week 13, heading into December All these games mean a lot because there are a ton of teams that are still alive in the hunt for the wild card in the National Football League. So if you're a football fan, college and or pro, this is a very, very exciting time of year. As Lewis, right? Oh, it is. It's tremendous. Steve Barkowski, let's go. Oh, I used to love him. I was trying to think of The Atlanta Falcons, he was a very underrated big-time quarterback. Yeah. 
big time quarterback. Yes, I couldn't. Yeah. That's why I couldn't name the quarterback right now at Atlanta. Uh, right now, it's a guy named Desmond Ritter. Okay. No. Wow. That would never. <laughs> yeah. That would never come to me. He that came would... back to start yesterday. They had Taylor Heineke starting the last couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Who was in Washington the last couple of years? But right. uh, you know, it was the last Atlanta quarterback to start in a Super Bowl it was not Bartkowski. It was a guy named Chris Chandler. And he had uh, big-time running back Jamal Anderson, and they got blown out by John Elway and the Denver Broncos. And Dan Reeves was the coach of the, uh, that uh, Atlanta Falcon team, and that was um, in Miami. I was at that game. But Matt Ryan was the one where they folded to Well, New that England. was the last Super Bowl. Last You're Super right. Bowl, Matt right. Ryan okay. blew that big lead right. against Brady in the patch. You're right. Okay. That was the last Falcon quarterback. I like Matt yeah. Ryan, though. Yeah, yeah. good player. He was good. Very yeah, good, good player. Now he's making a ton of money doing NFL analysis and not getting beat up every Sunday. So, by, by the way, I, I was thinking this yesterday. Where's Tom Brady? What happened with this? this no, he gets like, the year off. He gets a year yes, off. Yes, that was the whole thing. Once oh, he retires, he gets a year off, oh, I see. Okay. and he starts in the booth, Fox, next, next year. Next year. Next year. Wow. Can what you, a deal. Can you think of a better deal no. than that? Half a billion dollars, basically. <laughs> you get the year off. And then you come in and do the games next year. Already handed a contract Listen, while he was playing. When you win seven Super Bowls, you get to write your own ticket. All right, seven. Okay. Seven. He's gonna be and two different teams, by the way. Snooze. He'll I know you snooze. keep saying that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's not the dumbest yeah, yeah, thing. Of course it is. He's, he's going to be, be terrific. He's not No, no, be because terrific. everybody watches NFL games for the analyst. I, I, no, but you do notice. Don't you notice, Nance? No. Tony, you don't notice. They're fine. The game. They're you fine. Know? Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, 20 Romo won one playoff game. So what? Who knows more about the game, Brady or Romo? And by the way, I've seen Brady on TV. You clearly haven't. He's not a snooze fest. Yes, he is. He's actually a very interesting guy. I've seen him He on went the to match. Michigan. I, he was a big deal. Yeah, I saw him on the All right, we'll match. see what it happens. Well, Whatever. I don't okay, care. Fine. I just don't care. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Right, he's not Derek Jeter. Jeter, I knew, was going to be a snooze fest. That's not Tom Brady. That is not Tom Brady. Much more outgoing personality than Derek Jeter. Not even close. No way. Not even close. No way. But we'll see. Okay, sure. I mean, the last person I watched that I liked as an analyst was probably John Madden. Oh, I mean, Tony, I'm not tuning into CBS for Tony. And he's great, Tony Romo. He's great. I couldn't care less. No, but if you but you do notice a drop-off. Not really. Oh, yeah. Okay. All but, right. I don't. I mean, truth be told, I don't even have the sound on half the time. <laughs> I really don't. You are an exception. I really don't. You are yeah. jumping up all over the place. I've no, watched, I, I've I watched games with you. You are all over the place. Right. Wait, I'm, what's going on in right. that game? I'm watching nine different games. I couldn't care less what these guys say. In fact, Danielle said to me yesterday, Red Zone was on. She goes, what game are you watching? And I said, what game am I not watching? That is that is an ADD dream. ADHD dream is red zone. Right. They don't spend more than 10 seconds on one game. I <laughs> love that. And that's too long even for I you. I know. I know. So I got to see the Giants, whatever I had to see. I guess they scored one touchdown on defense. DeVito didn't turn the ball over, but he did nothing. I mean, my God. There's actually people on these stupid websites. You ever see these websites, Big Blue, Giant bands go on there. These are adults. <laughs> Folks, these are it's adults. Embarrassing. And they're like, uh, maybe Tommy DeVito is the future of the organization. <laughs> He's won two straight games. They beat the Commanders, who lost by 40 to Dallas on Thanksgiving. And they beat the, the Patriots, Patriots, who outside of Carolina is the worst team in football. <laughs> I mean, Bill stuck. Belichick, if you wanted to know why he won, was it him or Brady? I think it's pretty clear now. <laughs> no. He hasn't is, won a game since Brady left. What is going on with I him? I mean, please. <laughs> You know, this uh, this president of the United States, this piece of, of, of shizzle, Joe Biden, just flat out lied yesterday. I know that Ellick put it in the open, 
But I got to play this again. Far as I know, there was one president, one, my good buddy, who was close, not even close, who actually negotiated peace in the Middle East. And those were the Abraham Accords, an amazing job by President Donald Trump and Jared Kushner. Israel, Saudi Arabia, there was peace in the Middle East because of Trump. Biden actually said yesterday the reason why Hamas did what they did was because it was becoming clear to them that Biden was about to restore peace in Israel, so they had to attack. Do you believe he said that? Do you believe that? I mean, I think it's going relatively unnoticed today. I'm going to play this ten times. What a liar. This is uh, your president, folks. Some of you voted for him out there. I can't believe this. Joe Biden cut number three, saying he is the guy, not Donald Trump, that nearly had peace in Israel, and that's why Hamas had no choice but to attack. I cannot prove what I'm about to say. Of course you can't. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of you believe Israel this? and Israel's right to exist. You believe this? So today is supposed to be day four and the last day, unless, of course, they extend it, of the hostage swaps. Now, Israel has said, you want to give us ten hostages, we'll do it every day. We'll have a ceasefire every day as long as we get back at least ten hostages. Now, we know before day two on Saturday, uh, that was in jeopardy. There was an issue, I guess, with humanitarian aid stuff, but it happened. Now, today, day four, there seems to be another issue. And this one, I believe, goes directly to who they're releasing and who we are releasing. Let me go to our news director in for Noam Layden today, Jim Flippin. Flippin, am I right, uh, getting ready for the fourth and final day, unless there's an extension, that uh, we're not happy with the hostages they're releasing and the Palestinians are bitching about the same thing. Is that right? Yeah, basically what I'm seeing is that there are problems on both sides with the list of hostages or or prisoners, hostages, prisoners on the uh, Israeli holding side, you know, hostages on the side of the people being held in Gaza. And, you know, I guess from what we're also hearing is that those negotiations continue because the hope is maybe they can extend this ceasefire for another few days and, you know, get as many hostages out as they possibly can. Well, have we gotten any of these young, pretty teenagers like uh, Mia Shem comes to mind? That was the first video. She's in her early 20s, gorgeous girl. They probably raped her about a thousand times. I'm sick to my stomach to even think about it. I know we got Abigail back yesterday. She's three years old, a nine-year-old girl a couple of days ago. But these young teenage girls, far as I know, not one back yet, because you know when they come back and tell these horrific stories of what they've really been through, then if there's any, any concern from the Palestinians about a possible ceasefire, that's going to be over. We are going to destroy all of them, as we should anyway at this point. No? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably a fair point, like that they're worried about what the people who are older and able to really give them details as to what went down. Especially these teenage girls. Right. Because all we kept hearing was that they threw hand grenades into the bomb shelters to kill everybody except for the young 30 girls who they said they grabbed them out of the bomb shelter and said, you for rape. So one of these girls comes home and talks about getting raped time and time again, all bets are off, I would think, right? 
They've been off for me for days anyway. I'm so tired, you know, of hearing about the innocent Palestinians. I'm not even sure that exists. I'm really not. Here's uh, Jake Sullivan. Thank you, Jim. Jake Sullivan is the NSA director. He was on ABC this week yesterday. I guess Stephanopoulos was out. Somebody else was there. But he talked about how once this thing is over, whether it's today, tomorrow, all these hostage swaps, that Israel is going right back to work. And the job is to eliminate Hamas. They've killed, I believe, now five of the top ten Hamas leaders. But by the time it's done, Netanyahu and Israel, they will get them all. This is Jake Sullivan Lewis, cut number seven. Well, first, John, it could be that the pause is extended for another day or two days or three days or even more. The ball is in Hamas's court on that because what Israel has said is that it is prepared to pause another day of fighting for every 10 hostages that Hamas releases. So Hamas could choose on uh, Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday to continue to release hostages, and then the pause would continue. If the pause stops, the responsibility for that rests on the shoulders of Hamas, not on the shoulders of Israel. And then, ultimately, uh, Israel is going to want to continue to conduct military operations against Hamas, particularly the leadership of Hamas, that were the architects of this brutal, bloody massacre, the worst massacre of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And Hamas represents a continuing threat to Israel. In fact, Hamas leaders have said on television that they would like to repeat October 7th again and again and again. So Israel does have the right to defend itself. It will take action to suppress and ultimately eliminate the threat that Hamas poses to the state of Israel. And that is what any country would do to defend its territory and its people. How about that? Jake Sullivan actually liked him there. Okay, big guest list coming up today. We start in the 7 o'clock hour. The man, the main man, Curtis Sliwa, live in studio at 710, which Lowry... Editor, National Review, always great on a Monday. He'll be here at 740. This is very special, folks, live in studio. Her husband was here a couple of weeks ago, big-time plastic surgeon, Dr. Ira Savetsky, but his wife, one of the great voices for Israel around the world, Lizzie Savetsky, live in studio, coming up at 840. We'll talk to Senator, hopefully, hopefully in Arizona, my dear friend Carrie Lake. She's coming up at 930, and on this short week, Mark Levin will join me once again tomorrow, and Bill O'Reilly will be here on Wednesday. The number is always 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Sit with you on a Monday morning exclusively right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The 
digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Talk Radio 77. WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Congratulations, birds. Can we still be friends? The late, great Robert Palmer, 631 New York City, Monday morning, back here on Sitting Friends in the Morning. I, I apologize, Lewis, I didn't ask at the very top of the show. I was so excited about the football and whatever else is going on. How was your Thanksgiving? No, it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What'd you do? I was upstate. Why do you go upstate all the time? Because my friends live up there. Oh, so you did a, you did a Friendsgiving, not, yes. not family? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How many of you were there? Six. That's nice. Three yeah. different couples. Yes. All right. It was very nice. Great. Great. Good weekend. You had a good weekend? Yes. You got drunk a lot this weekend. Um, you couldn't even make it to Joe Murray's house on Saturday. I uh, foregoed. No, I guess. It was cold out there. It anyway. was I didn't stay cold. very long this year. I was gone in two hours. Too cold. But um, we went out to uh, Rockland County to New City, as I told you, to see my niece Tamara and my nephew Warren. Naomi was there, looking good, feeling good, my mom. And um, all the kids were there. My, my um, Two of my sisters, my baby sister Lizzie, lives in Parkland, Florida. She wasn't there. But Ray Sherry was there with my brother-in-law Albert. And Alana was there with my brother-in-law Harry. And like 9,000 screaming kids. Because all my nephews and nieces have kids now. Some of them three. That's fun, right? Yeah. Great. I know about half their names. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. It's embarrassing, but no, this is what it is. No, that stops after a while. You're not, <laughs> you are not going to keep track. No. The generation now below, you are not going to know. No, like, who, no what's, way. What's their name? What, who's that? Okay. Don't know the name. Don't no. know who the parents are. No. Like a kid walked past me. I'm like, who are you? Who's your mother? Yeah. You you know what I mean? yeah. It's my niece. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was great. The food was great. And uh, Danielle and I and Gabe had a wonderful time. Where's that Uncle Sid? Is that the loud guy on the air? <laughs> okay. I'll be nice. Well, to I everybody. said one of the kids, I'm like, because you know, the kid wasn't talking to me. And uh, her name is Emma. And I said, you know, you're, uh, you're not nice to me right now. But when you're a couple of years, when you're in school and your <laughs> friends go, is that your uncle, that big star on the radio? Ah. Then you're going to come looking for me. I'm not going to be there. No. So Nope. Pick it up, them. kid. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Learn now. She turned around and uh, started to cry and walked away. So. 
<laughs> and I'm great with kids. Nobody's better with kids than me, but this one I just can I can do it. Just like some of your friends do. They turn around and cry <laughs> yeah, when they're walking away. That's true, yes. Great. Um, and Alec, I guess he had a good thing. I don't know what Alec is this morning. He's, he's a horrible mustache. <laughs> I don't know. What did he do? He looks stupid. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking kid. I've never seen anybody... Who tries his best to look horrible? I know. Horrible haircut, stupid facial hair. <laughs> and he's not a bad looking guy at all. In fact, no, he's a good there are times guy. he looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. No, he does a good looking guy. He's smart. He's funny. He should, I'm none of those things. And he's got a good job. Right. But, but for some reason. Why, just, yeah, why do you like do we are, I already did this with Gnome on, uh, on Thursday morning. I know, but it's not the first time. Like, you get stupid haircuts. Well, like you leave it long in the back, like a mullet, and you shave the sides. Dresses weird. Dresses right. Like, I, I didn't. Sh- I didn't shower. Right. You're, you're, you're a Jewish kid from Chappaqua, and half the time you look like some, I don't know, like some redneck from upstate New York about to chop down a tree. Right. right. First of all, I just, by the way, Lewis, I revealed my shower schedule and confidence to you. No. Okay. So I'm, I didn't say all of it. You know. Well, you never shower. No, no, I shower all the time. Okay. Like he a showers. normal person. He showers. And I went too far. I, I shaved off. Uh, my well, just take slipped. it all off then, Bo. It looks stupid. How was your Thanksgiving on Thursday? <laughs> the fact that you dropped the bro in there means you're serious. you got to be serious. So, I'm not I'll serious. I'll shave it. Yeah, I, I won't have the mustache tomorrow. Okay. But, uh, how was your Thanksgiving on Thursday? <laughs> it was delightful. It was your mom and dad. Who else? Yeah, it was my mom, my dad. Uh, my two uh, grandparents were there. They're, oh, nice. They're lunatics, um, but uh, very fun to be around. Okay. Uh, and we had a great. But didn't you stay in Chappaqua almost all weekend? Or well, it's technically South Salem, so they moved okay. like about fifteen minutes north of Chappaqua. Gotcha. A couple years ago, but you were there the whole weekend. Same area, yeah. You didn't go weekend. home yesterday to watch the Eagles and the Bills. I actually came back into the city. Yeah, I, had to, I figured uh, that yeah. had to be at the bar. Yeah, watch that one. Well, after you were marching uh, over the Manhattan Bridge with all your buddies, right? That, I was there. Yes, yeah. yes. So you were indeed. <laughs> yeah. I feel. I like mean, it's got to be. It's not. not listen to me. It's not legal. To, to block bridges. I don't know why we're... We, why don't we manhandle these people? Where are my friends? Where's Eddie Caban? Where's Mike Kemper? Forget about the mayor. Him and I are done. It's over. Okay. I mean, it's just done. I haven't reached out to him uh, for months. He hasn't been on this show for months. And, you know, he's got a lot going on, obviously. And I wish him well. I really do. I like him. The FBI stuff and whatever else. But, I'm, you know, I'm just tired of it. It's just The city is gross. I'm tired of hearing we're back, we're great. The city is gross. No other city that I know of in the United States has these animals every day blocking bridges, doing whatever the F they want. And we don't do nothing about it. Nothing. And there's another story that pissed me off about this city. And Adam's all, I'm, you know, anti-Semitism isn't right. No kidding. There's a, a Queens teacher. This is in Hillside, Queens. And this woman, I guess, went to a pro-Israel rally. And her students, these bastards, threatened her, made her miserable. It got really violent, I guess, at the school in Hillside. Every one of these kids should be expelled. Every one of them. And the parents, you can't do enough to those parents. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something, okay? There is no way in a million years... Gabriel Martin Atticus Rosenberg or Ava Caroline Rosenberg would ever do anything like that, ever. First of all, they're good kids. They're good people. Not because they're proud Jews, but because we instilled in them, if this is a word, goodness. These kids are disgusting, and their parents are the ones to blame. 
So here is uh, the news story, my buddy Torres on Channel 7, about this poor Hillside Queens teacher who's literally being threatened. And her days are miserable. This is a cut number nine, Lewis. A police investigation into the chaos at a Queens high school. Chaos sparked by the discovery of a teacher who attended a pro-Israel rally. Investigators will closely examine this video posted on TikTok. Police say the 45-year-old teacher works at Hillcrest High School in Jamaica. Officers went to the school on Monday after she reported a social media threat from an unknown person. Mayor Eric Adams called the harassment a vile show of anti-Semitism and ignorance-fueled hatred that won't be tolerated in school or anywhere else. What he says won't be tolerated, what does he do about it? I mean, it sounds great. He said the right thing. Anti-Semitism won't be tolerated. What, What do you do about it? People blocking bridges, kids going crazy in schools. They're not doing dick. They're not doing nothing. It will not be tolerated. What are you doing about it? I'd like to see a 100 kids get sent home today. Send a message. I've seen none of that. I know I was off the last four days, watch a lot of college football and NFL, but has anybody seen any repercussions? Any. It will not be tolerated. What are you doing about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think I said Hillside was Hillcrest. Anyway, we got uh, Joe Nolan coming up next with uh, traffic, of course. But right now it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to my main man, John Katsimatidis. It's the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis, where common sense prevails. Always telling both sides of the story. It's every Sunday morning starting at 8, or listen anytime on the 77 WABC app. Here John talks with Paul Zuber about elections. Paul, what what bothers you the most? Can we save New York? I think what has to happen, our elected officials need to understand a very important point. And that point is that whether we like it or not, the economy in the United States and the world has changed. And that's been accelerated by COVID. So there used to be a point in time that we used to all go to the office five days a week. We had to do work from our location, but that's all changed. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com, pavilioncheckless.com to fund a deal near you. They're the world's best built boilers. We do start on the gridiron at MetLife where the Giants squeak by the visiting New England Patriots by a score of 10-7. to Good enough to secure consecutive wins for the first time this season. Xavier McKinney set up Randy Bullock's 
go-ahead 42-yard field goal midway through the fourth quarter with New York's third interception of New England's woeful QB situation. And the Giants held on to move to 4-8 and eight over on, uh, 4-8 and eight overall, I should say, on the year. As for the Jets, Friday afternoon's first ever Black Friday NFL game saw them get walloped by the Miami Dolphins at home. Final score, 34-13. to Gang Green was actually able to intercept Dolphins quarterback uh, Tua Tagovailoa twice on the afternoon, including one return for a score. You know what I learned that day? I watched that game, and um, most people may not know this, but the Amazon team talking about Brady is Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk is actually pretty good, NCAA or or NFL. But with the game on Friday, Al Michaels has done an NFL game during his career, which is nearly 800 games, every single day of the week. Wow. Every single day of the week. How about that? Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. I wonder when he did a game on like a Tuesday. He did uh, two games, I think, in Tuesday in his career. I don't know why that was the case. One was a giant game, I think. One was a giant game, yes. Yes. I think he he said. He's now, you saw the same thing, right? Yeah, I saw it because they were both sitting there talking about, uh, wow, we got a Al Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every single day of the week. How about Al Michaels? Wow. Even Iron Eagle doesn't know that one. No, I, I doubt it. I don't even know if Al Michaels knew that one. Yeah, probably not. All right, week 12 uh, in the NFL does wrap up tonight with the Chicago Bears set to pay the Minnesota Vikings a visit for Monday night football kickoff in Minnesota. Set for 8.15 p.m., and the Vikings go in as three-point favorites. On the hardwood, the Knicks fell 116-113 at home to the visiting Phoenix Suns. And in Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie scored 24 points on the Brooklyn Nets, made an NBA season best 25 three-pointers in a 118-109 victory over the Chicago Bulls last night. On the ice, no local action to get to from yesterday, uh, but the Rangers will be back at it tonight at the Garden, get set to welcome in the... The, uh, Buffalo Sabres. That's a 7 p.m. puck drop. Sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best built boilers, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Another one of these songs that so many artists have redone this song all along the Watchtower. I actually like U2's version. They did it live in San Francisco by the freeway. And they got arrested that day because Bono spray-painted something on the freeway, I swear to God. But uh, this is the classic, the best ever, Jimi Hendrix. He's a bit squishy. 
think. <laughs> a bit squishy. Now, who said that? What was that about? That it was, was last week. Uh, Miranda. Oh, that's that. right. Miranda Devine, yes. She's, wow, she comes right out with it's gr- funny. Like, no, he's a bit of a lefty, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not really in with his politics. She was talking about the lead singer of Midnight Oil. Peter we Garrett. played, uh, right, Beds of Burning. Uh, and today, it turns out, Lewis, you're about to tell the big listening audience, would have been number 81 which is exactly the amount of arrests that Curtis Sliwa has had. Oh, that's right. Curtis is coming up in about 15 minutes. Jimi Hendrix would have been 81, is that right? Correct. Correct. That's no. a Dylan song, by the way. Is that right? Oh, yeah, Bob Dylan wrote that song. I didn't know that. Yes. But, you know, Jimmy did a great vert. That's a great well, version. You know, I was watching, um, who was I watching on Fox News the other day? You know, when you're home for three or four days, you end up watching a lot of TV. And, um... Oh, I know who it was. It was K.C. McFarlane or K.T. McFarlane. That's her name. She said something, and she's right about it. You know, there are people out there right now that are willing to give Hamas credit for releasing hostages. I mean, come on. They took these hostages under the most violent terms in the first place. What do you mean you're giving them credit for releasing hostages when they took these hostages and brutalized and murdered their families in the first place. What are you talking about? We live in a completely crazy world. Come on. The Palestinians aren't bad. Like Ron Kuby says, what would you do if you were cooped up in a, in a little place like that? You would certainly go out and rape and kill, wouldn't you? Come on. They're giving back hostages. These animals took them in the first place. And if there was a president in charge who had a set of balls, unlike Biden, they'd all be back by now. You know who agrees? Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. In fact, he made that point on Fox News yesterday, Lewis. Tom Cotton, cut number 14. We have elite special operations forces who are specifically trained in hostage rescue. I I do think we have to be deferential to to the Israeli government and the Israeli Defense Forces about the tactical situation on the ground. But if American military forces are called upon and can provide a viable solution to get out American citizens and the citizens of Israel or other nations, then we have to be open to that. But again, it's not just those small special operations units that we have trained. We have two aircraft carriers in the region. We've increased the number of troops and aircraft we have in the region. Yet Hamas is still so contemptuous of President Biden that it hasn't yet released American hostages. This would have never happened under Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan. In fact, if you recall, Jimmy Carter had a hostage crisis with Iran, Hamas's patron. For over 400 days, Iran released those hostages the day Ronald Reagan took office because they were so scared of what Ronald Reagan might do to them. You don't see that kind of fear of President Biden from Hamas or Iran or, frankly, anyone around the world. Of course not. What do you mean fear? He's in bed with Iran, Tom Cotton. He's in bed with Iran. I've been saying this since October 8th. He's complicit, Joe Biden. Don't give me his crocodile tears and all that nonsense. I'm working to get the hostages out. He made it happen. He's part of the reason. He is absolutely him and Obama, that creep, part of the reason why all this happened. You know that. And look, this idea, too, that as I just mentioned, these Hamas Palestinians, you know, they have a heart. Let me tell you why they did this, okay, folks? Because Israel is kicking the shit out of them. Excuse me. You got to dump that. You sure? (laughs) Because Israel has been kicking the crap out of them. 
killing all their big-time folks. There's still many more to kill, don't get me wrong, but a bunch of the Hamas operatives have been killed already, along with thousands and thousands and thousands of others. Gaza looks like one big rubble, and I love it. They can't, I want more of that. I want it completely wiped out. They didn't do this because they care about human beings. They did it because they're getting their asses kicked. And they hope the next five or six days they can, you know, get some uh, some new guys in charge, get some more weaponry. Who knows who they're dealing with, Iran, Qatar, I don't know. But they're looking to reload because they are getting murdered by the Israelis. This is a lesson in kick-ass in war. Mark Regev, who's an advisor for Benjamin Netanyahu, he made the point, too. Hamas, Palestinians, not good people. Mark Regev, cut number six. Hamas has not become a moral organization, has not become a humanitarian organization. They're not new Boy Scouts, yes? They are a vicious, brutal, fanatical terrorist organization. And we saw the sort of violence that they perpetrated on October 7th when they invaded my country and they burnt babies alive and they massacred entire families and they lined up the young people at the open-air music concert and they just machine-gunned them. Uh, uh, terrible things, beheadings, rapes. Uh, terrible, terrible crimes against humanity. Uh, so they haven't changed who they are. They are despicable, and they uh, are, are really enemies of all humanity. Well said. All right, again, we've got a bunch of really great guests coming your way in the next three hours. A very spirited first hour back on this Monday morning, I would say. Curtis Sliwa, Rich Lowry, Lizzie Savetsky, Carrie Lake all stopping by today. Mark Levin. He'll be here tomorrow, Bill O'Reilly on Wednesday, and a few more surprises. And, of course, once again, this is a three-day work week for me. I'll be taking off on Thursday and Friday. But not before, again, three great shows about to come your way, including a big hour number two on a Monday morning, kicking it off with the man, the great Curtis Sliwa. Monday morning with Sid. I'll be right back. Friends and family? Check. Share the joy with Coquito made with Goya coconut milk and cream of coconut. Find the recipe at Goya.com. Goya Coquito, a tropical way to holiday. The following is a paid political announcement. This is Congressman Anthony D'Esposito from New York's 4th District. Like many of you, I'm opposed to Governor Kathy Hochul's congestion pricing plan that could cost commuters an additional $23 per day. I'm working to stop this tax on hardworking New Yorkers and have recently introduced bipartisan legislation opposing congestion pricing. For more information on the ways I'm working for you, visit my website at diesbazito.house.gov and sign up for updates. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. Open enrollment is happening right now, New Jersey. Join the many residents who are getting quality, affordable health coverage through Get Covered New Jersey. If you need health insurance, this is the time to enroll. 
Get Covered New Jersey offers increased plan choices and more savings than ever. Nine in ten people get financial help for plans that include preventive care, prescriptions, emergency services, and more. And many pay $10 a month or less. Find your plan at getcovered.nj.gov. This holiday season, give them a steal. Save $30 on the GTA 26 battery-powered garden pruner. Go to stihlusa.com slash gift guide. Now $149.99 was $179.99. MSRP offer valid for a limited time only at participating dealers while supplies last. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC New York and 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. WABC Time Check 702 right now, sponsored by Bullova Watches. 42 degrees, broken cloud cover on this Monday, November 27th. Good morning, I'm James Flippin. Leaders of Hamas and Israel both say they're interested in extending the recent pause in fighting. Monday is supposed to be the last day of the four-day deal to pause fighting while Hamas releases hostages and Israel releases Palestinians held in its jails. The agreement that led to the release of women and children being held on both sides also allowed for more humanitarian aid to be delivered. Israel recommitted to the original agreement, allowing for an additional day of a ceasefire every time 10 more hostages are set free. I'm Rory O'Neill. And meanwhile, arrests were made yesterday along the Manhattan Bridge where pro-Palestinian protesters shut down traffic. A large number of them sat at the foot of the bridge on the Manhattan side, calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas and for the Biden administration to stop supporting Israel's military effort. A federal court panel will consider the gag order today in former President Trump's civil fraud trial here in New York City. Trump has, on several occasions, railed against the judge and the court staff in this trial, leading to the gag order imposed last month. Trump and his co-defendants are accused of inflating the value of their real estate assets so as to get more favorable bank loans and terms from insurance companies. Trump calls the proceedings a scam. And a temporary block on the gag order was put in place by an appeals court recently. A man is dead after being shot in the Target parking lot in the Bronx. This happened just before midnight Sunday along Brush Avenue. 49-year-old Raymond Resto was in the parking lot. A blue BMW pulled up, and a group of three to four shooters got out and shot Resto per police. NYPD investigators haven't revealed if it was a random shooting or targeted incident. Two emergency rooms in New Jersey have been forced to close due to a ransomware attack. The emergency rooms belong to Pascac Valley Medical Center in Westwood and Mountainside Medical Center in Montclair, both part of the Hackensack Meridian Medical System. No word as to what the cyber criminals are demanding here. Hospital officials say patients are being diverted to other locations and there is no impact on patient care. WABC Time Check is 7.04, sponsored by Bulova Watches. Let's get over to the WABC Sports Deck desk, I should say, and talk to Justel. <laughs> Thank you, James uh, Flippin. It could be the deck if you wanted to. It could be a deck. Whatever, it's whatever you want it to be. Like the 700 yeah. level at the back. <laughs> there you go. Uh, sports, sponsored by Pete Morgan of Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers on the gridiron at MetLife. The Giants squeaked by the visiting New England Patriots by a score of 10-7. to 7. Good enough to secure consecutive wins for the first time this season for uh, Big Blue. As for the Jets, 
Jets. Friday afternoon's first ever Black Friday NFL game saw them get walloped by the Miami Dolphins at home. Final score, 34-13. to Week 12 in the NFL wraps up tonight with the Chicago Bears set to pay the Minnesota Vikings a visit for Monday Night Football. Kickoff in Minnesota is set for 8.15 p.m. and the Vikings go in as three-point favorites. On the hardwood, the Knicks fell 116-113 to at home to the visiting Phoenix Suns. In Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie scored 24 points and the Brooklyn Nets made an NBA season best 25 three-pointers and a 118-109 victory over the Chicago Bulls last night. On the ice, no local action to get to from yesterday or last night, but the Rangers will be back at it tonight at the Garden, getting set to welcome in the Buffalo Sabres for a 7 p.m. puck drop. That's Sports James, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Belova watches WABC News Time 706. Discover finely crafted timepieces at Macy's. Traffic and transit now. Here's Joe Nolan. Well, from the Ray Katina portion traffic desk, we're going to start uh, coming away from the Jersey Shore now. Northbound on the Garden State Parkway. As you get up to 129, now apparently an accident. Two lanes are going to be out of service as you get through there. Also looks like they might be setting up construction around 124 on the southbound side. Uh, state police are in the roadway there. Also delays as you travel out onto Route 18 on the northbound side, getting up through Old Bridge Turnpike. Just the usual delays. And then further north around 145, uh, there are delays as well. Now, we had earlier problems on the cross box westbound of the Sheridan. They have now been cleared up and out. If you're heading out onto 1 and 9, again, on the truck route, we still have uh, some of that flooding going on. And now we have an accident reported westbound on the Southern State Parkway at Fletcher Avenue, which is exit 14. We'll have to check into that a little more. 45 inbound upper level, George 35 to the lower, and mass transit at this point. At least the commuter rails look to be good. Not the case on the subways, though. We have delays on the 6, then the B, the E, the F, the N, and the Q, and alternate side in effect today. View all electric vehicles can compare to the luxury and performance of the 2023 Porsche Taycan One Drive, and you'll understand why. Experience the Porsche Taycan for yourself. You'll find an excellent selection to choose from now at Ray Katina Porsche in Edison or visit RayKatinaPorsche.com. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And from the Ramsey Mazda weather desk, a lingering chance of rain this morning. Looks like things will dry out as we go. Later today, mostly sunny, 51 the high. Overnight into Tuesday, clear, 32 the low. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, cold, 38 the high. I'm James Flippin with 77 WABC News. You can depend on us. New York's talk station, 77 WABC. Accident victims, this is John D'Agostino from D'Agostino & Associates, The Injury Firm. For me, your personal injury case is as personal as it gets. My father, Anthony D'Agostino, lost his leg in a construction accident when I was just a child. After learning to walk with a prosthetic, he started Crossbay Construction Company and built it up to one of the best in town. That was where I worked summers and learned that you get up early, you break your back, and you don't go home until the job is done. I've taken those life lessons into building a law practice that's helping accident victims just like you for almost 35 years. I'm proud to say my son and daughter are part of the firm, and together with our amazing team, we fight to get our clients every dollar they deserve. If you want to know what your rights are, give us a call at 888-24-LAW-24, 888-24-LAW-24, and ask for me, John D'Agostino. I've been there, and I'll be there for you. We have offices throughout New York and New Jersey, and the consultation is always free. D'Agostino, law, bite back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. A police investigation into the chaos at a Queens high school. Chaos sparked 
by the discovery of a teacher who attended a pro-Israel rally. Investigators will closely examine this video posted on TikTok. Police say the 45-year-old teacher works at Hillcrest High School in Jamaica. Officers went to the school on Monday after she reported a social media threat from an unknown person. Mayor Eric Adams called the harassment a vile show of anti-Semitism and ignorance-fueled hatred that won't be tolerated in school or anywhere else. at 7.10 on your post-Thanksgiving Monday morning. That's my friend Joe Torres, Channel 7 ABC, with this story about the teacher in Hillcrest, Queens. And, of course, Curtis, big ratings, noon to one every weekday afternoon, the Rip and Read, big ratings overnight weekends, and certainly does great work with me at this time every weekday morning. Did a terrific job alongside John Katzmatidis and Andrew Giuliani filling in for me last Thursday and Friday wants to add to that story. But I do want to thank... Lizzie Savetsky, you know, we're very excited to have Lizzie live in studio today. Her husband, Dr. Ira Savetsky, was here a couple of weeks ago. In fact, offered something which made the New York Post. They conveniently let my name out of it, which they've been doing a lot lately, but that's fine. Where he offered uh, any Jewish person that gets beat up only because they're Jewish and needs work done, he will do it for free, which was really very, very, very nice. So, But his wife, Lizzie, is... Maybe the biggest pro-Israel voice in the country. She's everywhere, and she will make her debut live in studio here today, and she just posted on her Instagram account. She's got a lot of followers, folks, a lot of followers. Let me see exactly what she said. She said, uh, I'll be on 77 WABC Radio this morning uh, on the Sid and Friends show with beloved host, Sid Rosenberg. So now on Beloved, according to Lizzie, she'll be here coming up at 840, which Larry 740, Carrie Lake coming up at 930, Mark Levin tomorrow, Bill O'Reilly on Wednesday. But Curtis is here now. And Curtis, you say you've got a lot to add to this Hillcrest story where once again, a Jewish person attending a rally has become the target of threats. A teacher who they had to hide in a room. And then a second day of rioting. It was an anti-Semitic riot in Hillcrest High School. Now, it occurred Monday and Tuesday. Sid, you were on the air. Did you know about this? I knew nothing about this. Gee, Eric Adams and his chancellor of the Department of Education, the acronym stands for dumbest organization (laughs) ever, that gets one-third of the budget, one-third of $108 billion, $36 billion, goes to the Department of Education, David Banks knew this. Eric Adams knew this. They hoped, oh, maybe we'll get through the holidays and nobody will bring it up. Thank God from the New York Post. 
They brought it to the surface on Thursday. There were two days of rioting. David Banks happens to be a graduate of Hillcrest High School. Oh, it makes it even worse. I guess that's part of the reason why today there will be a pro-Israel rally right in front, Curtis Sliwa, of the DOE. That's right. Dumbest organization ever. They waste all our money. By the way, do you know the other esteemed graduate of Hillcrest High School is? The other, besides Banks, Hillcrest High School, I'm going to go with Andrew Cuomo. No. No. No, you went to Catholic school, Malloy. You know, same school that Ray Kelly went to. We call White white Shoes Malloy. No. The Queens DA, Melinda Katz, went to Hillcrest High School. Your ex-wife? As did Fran Drescher, the oh. nanny, in 1975, along with... Everybody loves Ray, Ray Romano, 1975. They went to Hillcrest. Well, she's a big deal lately because she is the president of the Actors Guild. And uh, she, of course, was the one who uh, got all of us to strike. And uh, she has been the face. Thank God it's over now. We're all getting back to work. I've got four scripts as we speak. So you think maybe instead of your former friend, Eric Adams, by the way, you said I haven't reached out to him. No, I want no part of it. I told you. I told you, Sid, you can't reach out to him. He doesn't have his cell phones <laughs> listen, anymore. Listen, let me, let me, He's got his burner phones. I understand, but it, it, there's nobody in the country, not to come off like an arrogant person, there's nobody in the country I can't contact if I want to, no matter what phone they've got. I just don't want to. Okay. All right. I don't want to. Do you think that maybe Eric Adams, Queens boy himself, who was transferred out of Southeast Queens because those schools were too tough, like Hillcrest, like Jackson, like August Martin, like Springfield Gardens. Yeah, tough guy, Eric Adams. Let me go to Bayside High School. I don't want to get beat up by the brothers. That's why he went to Bayside High School. Not even John Adams? No. Oh, you mean the John Gotti uh, <laughs> Academy there. But no, no. He, he went to Bayside. So understand this. Yeah. This guy's never been tough. I was invited to speak at Hillcrest High School in 2002 when it was... The worst high school in the city, the most violent in the city. It's got a history of this. I showed up, took the F train right there to Parsons Boulevard. I go in. The principal is there. He's shaking, right? The cops are outside. I'm thinking, well, maybe they heard I was coming. He goes, not for nothing, Curtis. It's not for you, but we got to cancel your appearance before our, uh, our, our wayward youth. They called them wayward youth then because the high school is in lockdown, like a prison, like Rikers Island would be, like Sing Sing would be. If the inmates were rioting, I said, you're kidding. It's in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, the opening period, uh, I, I can't reveal anything more. I was never in the newspapers because the Department of Education wants to keep everything hush-hush under the radar screen. So here you have a Jewish teacher, a female Jewish teacher. They're looking to kill her. Where was the last time Jewish students were in a library hiding for their lives? Cooper Union. We were outside, remember, that very Sunday in the pouring rain, speaking yes. out against it. Yes. And Department of Education, you would think, would say, this will never happen again. You know what happened to the ringleader, an 18-year-old adult? How come we don't know his name? He was given a disappearance ticket. That's it? The equivalent of a JD card. That's what I used to get at the 6936. Right, Here's a JD card. Don't get into trouble well, that's again. That's why they're rallying there today. And, and, and again, what really annoyed me about that piece uh, from my friend Joe Torres is quoting the mayor. The mayor said it will not be tolerated 
And you heard me last hour. I asked time and time again, what do you mean it's not going to be tolerated? What are you doing about it? What, what are you doing? Oh, let me explain. Well, let what have explain. they done? These things are happening all over the city okay. all day long. you got these animals blocking bridges. That's not legal. We'll get to that in a second. Can we start bashing these mother eppers over the head? Do let something? me tell you, they're actually getting an upgrade. The three who are responsible for the two days of riding. By the way, what do you think their complexion was? Black, thugs, thuggets. They are going to get a superintendent's suspension. Sounds bad, right? Oh, my God, superintendent's suspension went all the way up. No. They're going to be sent to a better high school. The principal is going to get their record and will not be told what they did at Hillcrest High School uh, to protect these young wayward youth. So now you're going to infect a new school body with three rioters who hate Jews. You would think, hey, how about jail? And then what's going to happen is there's going to be a move to have restorative justice. You know what restorative justice is in the city school system? I don't know what that is. Okay. So here this uh, white uh, Jewish teacher, scared out of her mind. They they trapped her to a house. They were calling her up uh, on her cell phone, threatening her. It was like a, uh, put it this way, a verbal uh, pogrom. If we see you again, we're going to kill you, we're going to maim you, we're going to destroy you. They will have restorative justice. They will get some of the others who were responsible in a room with her. And they will say, okay, let's see if you can talk about your differences. Now, can you imagine this white Jewish teacher is going to be surrounded by these vultures and buzzards? Please promise, children, that you will never again say it. Yes. Sid, I know what goes on at the Department of Education, dumbest organization ever. You know where the mayor is going to be today? He should be conducting an assembly since they're mostly black kids who did this. He's the brother, right? I want to mentor kids who have problems. Get your ass in the assembly with your Department of Education Chancellor, David Banks, who went there, and talk to these black kids and let them know it won't be tolerated, and then parade the kids who were responsible right on the stage and said they're going to jail right now. And if any of the rest of you decide to attack any teacher, black or white, Jew or Gentile in this school, or any of the safety agents, you're going to jail. Do you know, last Monday, a week before that, they attacked safety agents, beat the living daylights out of them. Nothing happened to them. This is a school of total chaos, and it's going to now spread into the other high schools throughout the city. That's what I've been saying all morning. Don't tell me it won't be tolerated. I don't see any repercussions. So what is the mayor doing today instead of what you're talking about? You just sounded an awful lot like the mayor there, Curtis Oh, I'd be kicking butt. You put me in that assembly. I'll take care of these thugs and thuggets, and I'll tell them you harm the hair of any Jewish teacher or any Jewish administrator, there'll be a hell of a price to pay. And by the way, what's the biggest union filled with Jewish members in the city? The UFT, Union of Failed Teachers. Retired teachers, mostly Jews. Present teachers, mostly Jews. How come you're not walking out of school today in solidarity with that teacher? Where's Michael Mogul hiding in Staten Island oh, in his mansion? Oh, I don't the want worst. to take on black kids. Him and Randy Weingarten. What, do we know this teacher's name, Curtis? In nope. Hillcrest? Anonymous? They'll Anonymous. Pro- they'll probably have to transfer her out. She's not going to be able to survive there. But I will tell you what your mayor is doing today that is so important to the vitality of the city of New York. 
At 3 o'clock today, he's going down again to Bowling Green to raise another country's foreign flag, not the American flag, the Albanian flag. He did exactly the same thing November 28th of 2022. What the hell is he doing down there every Monday through Friday? On Friday was Suriname, a country he couldn't even find on a map. He's getting the scarole, the moolah shmoolah, the envelopes. I've been saying this for months. What the hell is a mayor in a city of crisis with now anti-Semitic attacks in the high school, with these crazies closing down the city like it was the summer of 2020, George Floyd again, with comrade Bill de Blasio? You mentioned how come the cops, Eddie Caban, out of town, missing in action, Eddie Caban, and Eric Adams, oh, I was a tough cop. You are a house mouse. You never made a collar. You never busted your shoes in the streets or the subways. The time that the cops did the right thing was November 2nd. You know it well, Bay Ridge, 5th Avenue, Little Palestine. 5,000 demonstrators there say, you know, from the river to the sea, you know, they were waving their Palestinian flags. You're talking about Bay Ridge. The first demonstration in which they said, we're going over the 3rd Avenue. And the cops said, it's a Saturday night. You're not going over there. There's all those Irish guys at the Salty Dog, the Kettle Black, Three Jolly Pigeons, the Wicked Monk. They will kick the hell out of you when they see you burning American flags and Israeli flags. So the cops, they made a horseshoe and blocked them. And remember, there were fights in the streets. I I had those cops on my show the next day. You may remember. They stopped it. They did the right thing. You know what they were told thereafter? Let them do whatever do they want to do. Unbelievable. If they want to take over the Brooklyn Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge. Look, they desecrated the Fifth Avenue Library in front of the cops. You think the cops wanted them to do that? No. City Hall, Eric Adams and Eddie out of town, Caban, missing in action, said, oh, let them get their aggressions out. Don't interfere with them. These kids, they're putting dishmatas on their head because they don't want mommy and daddy to see what they're doing during the day. They don't even, these kafirs, they got the tag on it. It's like a new baseball <laughs> yeah, cap, right? Yeah. Where'd you get the kafirs? Where did you get all these Palestinian flags? You couldn't find Palestinians if your life depended on it. It's a great way to come out, riot, get away with it, and then hook up at night because they all go to gin mills and bars. I know the real deal on this. You do. And before we break up this great conversation, you mentioned that uh, Palestinian march in Bay Ridge. 5,000 strong that night. To this day, I've never heard council person Justin Brannon say anything good about that. And when I say good about that, what he did to try to limit that. And now, I don't know if you saw this, but in yesterday's New York Post, Justin Brannon running for Congress, you're going to have the murderous governor, lowlife Andrew Cuomo, running for mayor, the most dangerous city council person in decades, Justin Brannon, running for Congress. If that doesn't tell you how the Democrats have a huge set of balls in this city because the losers in this city continue to vote for people like that, I don't know what does. Justin Brannon for Congress? Well, payback is a bitch. You know he took it on the chops from you, from me, and especially Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. So they're going to redo the lines. And I know my fellow Republicans, they can't, they can't. The Democrats, get ready, are going to redo the lines. They are going to wipe out your friend Lola. They're going to try to wipe out Nicole Maliotakis by making it an all-Democratic district. If they succeed, her district will include, get this, Park Slope, Sunset Park, the home of socialism, 
and Justin Brannon will have a 50-50 chance of becoming the next congressperson <laughs> to represent Staten Island and Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. And that's why we got to start putting boots on the ground now for Nicole Maliotakis because we beat him up. We stomped him. The voters elected him back by 20% as they went to the polls in their kafirs. Oh, say, Palestine, freedom forever, right? With their schmatas on their head, their green schmatas for Hamas. They elected him back. And now he said, oh, you got me for Black Lives Matter. You got me for defunding the police. You got me for no cash bail. You got me for supporting Hamas. Well, guess what? I'm coming for you, Nicole Maliotakis and the Republicans. So now it's time for us to man up and woman up. You better tell your boy Lola the next time he's going to be taking a picture, a selfie with the enemy, Reginald Bowman, smiling. Guess what, Lola? They're coming after you. How the hell could you do that? I'm going to stand with you, Lola. But grow a set and fight back instead of making selfies. Um, you know, we have to get along to get along. No, you don't. Be a man, Lola. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Rock and roll song right here. Boston, more than a feeling at 7.34 on your Monday morning. Lizzie Savetsky coming up live in studio next hour. Really excited about that. And again, she put up a very nice post this morning on her very popular Instagram page, which I reposted. You can follow me at Rosenberg.Sydney. It's not at Sid Rosenberg. I haven't used that in three years. At Rosenberg.Sydney on Instagram. Sydney with an I. And Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. But the Instagram page is what I use uh, most. So Lizzie will be here coming up at 840. You know, uh, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, a couple days ago, was my son Gabriel's 15th birthday. So proud of Gaby. Love Gaby. Back today, big day for Gabriel, his first basketball practice. JV. JV team at his high school here in New York City. So he's very, very excited and Again, after being diagnosed as a child, as an infant, as a baby with dyspraxia, it was very unlikely, if not impossible, that Gabriel would ever compete in any team sports, let alone 
spending the summer playing basketball in St. Francis and now on his high school JV team. So he's already a, a minor miracle. So he's got a big day today, and we had a great birthday celebration. I want to thank my buddy Wit. I believe the best restaurant, or one of the best, in Rockaway is Wit's End on 96th Street. And uh, Wit hosted it. The great Mike Sullivan, Brennan and Carr, and his beautiful wife Donna came along. It was me, Danielle, Gabe, Mike, and Donna. And the five of us had a great time. Mike bought a beautiful cake at Cold Stone Creamery. Donna bought him a nice outfit at downtown. It was good to go. But Ava's coming home soon. My daughter, she'll be home on December the 19th. We wanted to go away for a couple of days between Christmas and New Year's. So we picked a place that Ava has not been to, but me, Danielle, and Gabe have been to, and we loved it. And it's Crystal Springs Resort. This is the closest resort to New York City, just over the bridge in New Jersey. I think it took us about 90 minutes, I think. It's an unbelievable place. We had the best time. Great restaurants. I became a champion axe thrower. They've got gorgeous spas there. Got great massages. They got pools. They've got it all. I am telling you, folks, Crystal Springs Resort in New Jersey is a beautiful place. And we're going back, and we're excited. And the guy that actually is the chief marketing officer, he's also one of the owners, is a terrific guy. He's become a friend of ours. His name is Chris Mulvihill. I think I pronounced that correctly. I know him as Chris. Either way, he's on the phone right now. Chris, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. How are you, pal? Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Sid. Great to be here. Great to talk to you. Now, it's great to talk to you, too, and we're really excited about going back. Again, my daughter hasn't seen it yet. Gabe was there with Danielle, but she hasn't. And, um, you know, I, I just remember being there last year, and I couldn't believe, I'm being honest, Chris, I have no reason to blow smoke up your ass. I couldn't believe how magical and beautiful this place was right there in Jersey. But I got to tell you, during the holiday season, it's got to be absolutely spectacular. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We've got all kinds of things going on. You know, Thanksgiving weekend, we kick off all our holiday and winter activities. We've got our glide skating rink open. We've got uh, your favorite out there, axe throwing. And by the way, Sid hit double bullseye, <laughs> I'm told. I did. It's true. First time I ever tried it, I walked up there and I just put it right down the middle. But you've got uh, two great spas. We got massages last time. We're doing it again. Amazing pools. I was there in the summer. The outdoor pool is gorgeous. You mentioned uh, the axe throwing. You got the goat yoga. Tell me. Winter's uh, great escape, of course, is uh, is what we're calling this place. Tell me some things that are going on after the holidays are over. Well, I mean, the, the beautiful thing is you could, in an hour from the George Washington Bridge, you could be up at our place. We have two hotels, and each one has magnificent indoor tropical pools and outdoor snow pools. And it could be a blizzard. You could be outside with snow blowing into your hair and and um, actually be totally warm in this uh, heated snow pool. But inside, we've got at Grand Cascades where you've stayed, the biosphere is just this, this tropical paradise with palm trees. And you never know, uh, you're only an hour from the George Washington Bridge there. But like you said, Sid, you know what's better than a spa? What? Two spots. Two spa. <laughs> You're right. You are right. And there are great spots. I mean, we got, like I said, great massages. They've got everything you need there, facials, 
all the stuff uh, you want to do. And, and I forgot the name of the restaurant, but I can tell you that. <laughs> it's a funny story. Well, so Danielle and Gabe showed up in shorts because I was there during the summer, you know. And uh, they were like, no, you can't eat here. And so I pulled the old Reese Witherspoon, Chris. I go, excuse me, I'm Sid Rosenberg. They're going to eat here. They said, no, you cannot eat here. We have a very strict dress code. And to their credit, people were dressed in sport jackets and looked very, very nice. <laughs> so Danielle and Gabe had to go back to the room, put on a pair of pants. But I have to tell you, it was well worth it. I forgot the name of the place. It is a well, spectacular restaurant, and we're going back. Yeah, yeah. well, thank you. Yes, we have 10 restaurants, and Restaurant Latour yes. is our pride and joy, Sid. It is widely uh, considered the most highly decorated uh, restaurant in, in the state of New Jersey. Um, it's it's not only it's the dining, it's the service, it's it's the whole overall experience. And we uh, we actually have what we call a wood to table experience. People talk about farm to table, and and we do have at the resort hundreds of ingredients that we source locally from local farms. But in Restaurant Latour specifically, we actually have foragers who go out um, and on a weekly basis, we'll bring back to the kitchen and meet with the chef local forged ingredients, wild ingredients that the chef will then craft a menu around. It's very, very unique. Wow. Um, they, you know, you, you've experienced it. So, um, And it's also complemented by one of the world's uh, best wine cellars. Our yes. wine cellar yep. uh, since 2006 has been in the uh, um, Grand Award winner from Wine Spectator. I got to tell you, folks, with uh, Hanukkah coming up December the 8th and, of course, Christmas December the 25th, I, I couldn't think of a better gift. And I mean this. I get no money out of this, okay? A uh, gift card to Crystal Springs Resort. Uh, like he said, Chris, 90 minutes outside of New York City, GW Bridge. It as if all of a sudden you left the whole tri-state area, ended up in some Shangri-La place. It is gorgeous. I mean it. We're really excited about going back for a second time. And when I was there, Chris, just so you know, Susan, all the people there treated me really, really nicely. I mean, really nicely. So we are pumped to go back and can't wait to see you, pal. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Sid. Happy holidays. You too. That's my man, Chris Mulvihill. He's the chief marketing officer and one of the owners of, seriously, one of the most beautiful places you're ever going to see in the Northeast. It is in New Jersey the Crystal Springs Resort. Just ahead of the editor of the National Review, my friend, Rich Lowry. Sit in friends in the morning, 77 WABC. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did Listen to this. was they knew that I was working very closely with <laughs> the Saudis Liar. and others in the region Liar. to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist.
that is unbelievable that Biden said that. <laughs> Just flat out lies. He doesn't care. The attacks, he has no proof because I have no proof. But I believe the attacks happened on October 7th because Hamas, they were getting nervous that I was about to ensure peace with Israel in the Middle East. What? This guy's been in bed with Iran for 10 years. The only president that can boast that is my friend Donald J. Trump with the Abraham Accords. That is one of the biggest and most disgusting lies I've ever heard. And trust me, no one else is going to play that today. Nobody. Maybe Greg Kelly. Because i got to give Greg credit. He actually does play a lot of the stuff that I play because he's all over it. So maybe Greg. Otherwise, you're not going to hear that. I mean, Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review, one of my dear friends in this business, happy Thanksgiving. Did you, do you believe that he actually said that? That's a that's a blatant lie. No? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Sid. By the way, your Rangers are the only team that haven't let down New York yet. That's right. <laughs> to, hang, to hang a seven on the Bruins? Yeah, yeah. Impressive. They're playing great. I mean, they lost once in the last, like, 13 games. But um, that's early. But uh, they look very, very exciting. They are the, in my opinion, the closest New York team to a championship, the Rangers. But um, on a serious note, Biden, what he said there, that basically Hamas – attacked October the 7th because they were getting nervous that Biden was about to restore peace to Israel and the Middle East. Is he kidding me? Well, uh, the, the self-valorization aside and the fact, as you point out, this, was, this, this whole breakthrough was um, uh, started by Donald Trump rejecting the, the conventional narratives and frameworks um, about the Middle East and ignoring the Palestinian thing and instead saying we can we can make these uh, uh, work these Gulf states and get them to recognize Israel. I do think it was part of the motivation of Hamas. They they don't want that. They the, everyone that recognizes Israel in the Middle East, it's a blow to Hamas's ultimate goal of destroying Israel. And the first the first step is delegitimizing it. So I do think that was part of the motivation. But, you know, that that they're worried about Biden, you know, and his diplomatic skills and that this guy's uh, like Henry Kissinger and, and working the Middle East. No, of course, that's ridiculous. right. I mean, that's what he, he's trying to take credit for it. I, of course, they're doing it to legitimize Israel and all those things you just said. That's 100 percent true. But Biden is out there saying they did this because they were nervous that I was about to fix everything. What? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. What is uh, What are your thoughts as we get set for day four of the hostage swaps? Almost didn't happen day two on Saturday, but it did. Now it's day four. The Israelis, I guess, are not. Uh, they don't like the list of folks coming back. The Palestinians feel the same way. By the way, I'm yet to see any of these really young, attractive teenage girls that I'm sure have been mistreated, if not raped, yeah. ten, twenty times a yeah. day. When they get back. And they tell the harrowing stories. I mean, they're sending home little kids and old people and folks haven't been through the horrors that Mia Shem has been through. So when they get back, all bets are going to be off. Trust me, if they get back, because they're going to tell the real story. But uh, getting ready for day four, do you think this goes down as scheduled and there'll be more truces along the way? I think they probably will. You know, it's easy to fall into this this trap of, oh, there, there are two sides making a deal. But well, one side is is composed entirely of ghouls, right? <laughs> Who are taking yeah. innocent hostages exactly for this sort of leverage to um, forge a pause in the fighting, so they can dig in better and um, 
reload. They want to reload. They, 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 they actually have people replacing the guys that got killed to get more weaponry. And there are folks around this country that are saying, hey, man, you got to give Hamas credit. Really? Yeah, uh, and it's a terrible choice Israel has, right? But they they care about people. They care about civilians. You know, there have been these these marches of the families of the hostages, and just faced with the choice, you know, you you you, you got to do it. So uh, I think Hamas will continue to play this card. But the thing is, if they if they kind of dribble them out at the current pace, you know, the pause could last a year. And what they're banking on is that the pause extends. And then international pressure on Israel is not to start again. And it's going to be harder to start again, but I'm, I'm confident Israel will because it, it, it knows it can't, it can't let these, these folks survive to do this again. Even after this hostage swap, if it happens today, does happen, there will still be more than 150 hostages yeah. not home. And obviously saw this story today. I know CNN had it this morning. According to them, there are 40-plus hostages, 40-plus not even with Hamas. They have yeah, no idea where yeah, these people I mean, are. The complicating factor is, is Hamas doesn't have control over all these people. Islamic Jihad has control. Apparently individual families have control of hostages, and Hamas doesn't even know where, all, where they all are. So it's one thing to get women and children back. You want them back. But then getting the guys back is going to be uh, much harder. So eventually Israel is probably going to have to decide they're, they're not coming back, and we just got to gotta go and continue this operation to crush uh, these bastards. So what do you think, uh, President Trump? He, um, I know he's got a whole bunch of work to do the next couple of weeks, and we're getting closer and closer. We did this uh, every week when Bernard was alive, God rest his soul, Biden and Trump. I would ask you every Monday morning, who wins if the election was today? And you remain very, very steadfast. You never changed your mind from Joe Biden. And as it turns out, of course, you were right. He won, I guess. Uh, and here you've, um, well, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of feel like, you're not sure. You've been saying Trump the last couple of weeks. I think now more than ever, Trump gets the win. What are your thoughts this morning? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of assume he's going to win. I think analytic—it's just sort of a feeling. Analytically, I think it's a fifty-fifty proposition. But I was just struck again. We we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago at the Iowa Iowa State game. But you had this Clemson South Carolina matchup, and Trump goes down on the field. And politicians are not greeted kindly by sports fans, right? They're not greeted kindly by football fans. You either ignore them or you boo them, right? That's the routine. And this guy is just, he's treated like a conquering hero. You know, it's like he's won a major war or there, there's been a terror attack that he's, that he's handled adroitly, you know, the way Rudy did in 2001. You know, the, all of us who are baseball fans, that was just part of the fabric of the game there for a while. Every time the the camera in the stadium would pan to Rudy, everyone would applaud, and that's just, that's unheard of, you know, it's, it's really exceptional, and just, he's, he's yep. greeted with chants yep. of USA, and we want yep. Trump, and they're selling Trump signs at the stadium, it's just hard to uh, uh, manufacture, it's impossible to manufacture that kind of enthusiasm, and almost basically impossible to match it. No, it, it's problem, genuine. You know, Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis No, stop have, it. Stop. You know? Nikki Haley would show up to you get a smattering of applause. Stop. They went yeah. nuts. The whole crowd. Clemson wins again. And let me remind you that a couple of years ago, he went to another big game, I believe LSU in Georgia, and received the same ovation. Let me also remind you that when Jill Biden showed up at the Philadelphia Eagle game earlier this year, she was received with a smattering of boos. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Like Kathy Hochul at Madison Square Garden. So Trump continues. Uh, yeah. You're right. He goes out there. People I love will, him. I will say that the, 
the SEC is probably Trump's strongest conference. Yes. But, the, the, he, yeah. but he also got this kind of reception, Iowa, Iowa State. And this is in the, the primaries. I mean, if, if you want to talk about them being competitive all, which I know you, you don't want to do, but, but just the combination of being strong in the Northeast and the South is almost unheard of, right? Yeah. He's going to crush if, the, if it's still going, you know, which it may, very well may not be. You know, in New York and Connecticut, he's just going to crush crush whoever he's running against and then also he's really strong in the south and usually you got to choose one or the other and he's got both which is another reason that he's so dominant you know uh, when you see the reception trump gets at these games and as you just mentioned just this weekend clemson south carolina michigan got that huge win over ohio state on saturday it's now three straight years that the wolverines have defeated ryan day and the buckeye sorry ohio state but now michigan takes on iowa in the big 10 championship on saturday and we keep hearing that michigan Joe Biden's in trouble because there's a lot of Arabs in that mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that right now he is not their cup of tea. Maybe Biden, what looks like he did but with other cases, should follow Trump's suit here and go to Michigan, Iowa this weekend. What do you think? <laughs> Totter out onto the field. Yeah. Don't, need to cart him off. Don't need to cart him off the field, Sid. <laughs> Probably not. You're right. It's not going to happen. He should so. have a cart following him everywhere, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> I He's tell down. You. The president's down. <laughs> Injury timeout. <laughs> it looks like a knee. Yeah. The other, the other story I think that we have to talk about that continues to really be uh, disturbing are these rallies. You know, once again, these folks blocked the Manhattan Bridge, these folks. These animals blocked the Manhattan Bridge last night, which is not legal. I'm not sure why cops aren't doing more to physically yeah. manhandle these animals. And on top of that, all the schools, and now there's a Queens teacher who basically yeah. is scared to death, uh, Hillcrest and Queens. I mean, these stories continue to happen in New York. And I hear Eric Adams, the mayor, go, we're not going to tolerate that. But then I look at what they're doing, and they're not doing anything. What do you mean you're not going to yeah. tolerate it? What are you doing about it? Yeah, exactly. I'm totally with you on blocking traffic. It's a crime. It's not peaceful protest. And it's dangerous, and it creates these situations where, you know, some guy driving to the hardware store is surrounded by angry protesters banging on his windows. And then he's like, do, do I sit here and see whether they drag me out of the car, or do I drive through the crowd? You know, and that's dangerous. And then he drives through the crowd, and he's a white supremacist instantly, right? You know, <laughs> a, a hater. True. So you, you got to stop those situations from happening by not letting them do it in the first place. And that Hillcrest situation, I heard you talking to Curtis with it earlier, I mean, that, that you have – Jews having to hide in 21st century America. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of this this college. I forget which one where the students went to the library and and these protesters banging on the door. No, that was uh, and that the was. Said, uh, oh, you could hide in the that attic. That was that was NYU. In fact, uh, right after that, the next day on a rainy Sunday morning in Cooper Union, me and Curtis Sliwa led a rally, a pro-Israel rally. Now it was raining; only about 40 people showed up. But that was NYU. This is now Queens. So not just America, Rich. Forget about America. Of all places, New York, outside of Israel, there are more Jews here than anywhere. Yep. Yep. You know, f- famous history. You know, some, some of the immigrants came here late 19th, early 20th century, lived in tenements and, and, and all that. And this is what we have now when we're supposed to be more advanced in the 21st century. It's shocking. It, the word intolerable shouldn't just be casually used. It should be. It should mean something, you know. Right. You gotta... It should be expelled to the extent there are crimes. They should be prosecuted. And it's a sign that school is totally out of control. The Post had a piece today about a week earlier. There's a, a cops assaulted in that school. And that's just, you know, that's horrible, uh, can't, can't happen, and, and means there's, you know, zero learning happening there. 
as well. So you're just cheering, cheering these kids out to go on the streets and, and make more trouble. You just said it. The mayor, Eric Adams, you want to prove to people like me that it, losing faith in you every day, every day, losing more and more faith. You want to prove when you say we won't tolerate it. Do what uh, I've been saying all morning long, what Rich just said. Walk these kids out in a perp walk. Get them out of there. Expel mm-hmm. these kids. You know, embarrass the parents. Do what you got to do, but don't tell us you're not going to tolerate it and don't do anything about it. That seems to be what New York does, and yeah. quite frankly, we're all getting sick of it. Think what would happen if they're pro-KKK kids uh, ch- chasing a black teacher, you know, that they, they, they saw at a oh. civil rights protest, oh. right? What would happen then? They'd be on the front page. truly be intolerable. Right. should be the same reaction here. They'd be on the front page of the Post. They'd be arrested. You're exactly right. Rich Lowry, as always, not a good appearance, an amazing appearance. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. All we'll right. do it again next week, buddy. Thanks, Sid. Thank you. Thanks. Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, and he's right. If it was a KKK group chasing black kids, you would see their faces everywhere. Mayor Adams would be holding press conferences, maybe two or three a day. With that low-life scumbag, Al Sharpton, standing right next to him. I had a buddy of mine who actually went to serve Turkey at the National Action Network on Thursday. I said, are you nuts? Good cause or not, that's Al Sharpton. You stay away from that guy. Oh, my God. All right, two hours in, a lot more to do. Very excited about Lizzie Savetsky live in studio coming up at 840. We're also going to talk to Carrie Lake next hour. Mark Levin tomorrow. Bill O'Reilly on Wednesday. Short week, but sitting friends in the morning. We'll be back right after this. In the morning. For my friends. 77 WABC. It is the sound of agony in a moment of joy. The embraces families have yearned to feel for over 50 days as the third round of hostages were released from Hamas's captivity inside the Gaza Strip. What she endured is unthinkable. One of those hostages is an American four-year-old girl. U.S. officials have been waiting to see released. Abigail Idan witnessed the murder of both of her parents on October 7th and was later abducted with a group of neighbors on Kibbutz Kafar Aza. Residents of Abigail's Kibbutz erupted in cheers when they saw her in the Red Cross van. The deal at play between Israel and Hamas is a four-day truce that will release a total of 50 women and children hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. We will not stop working until every hostage is returned to their loved ones. U.S. officials are hopeful that two women, both dual U.S.-Israeli citizens, will also be freed in this deal. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he told President Biden in a phone call Sunday that while he welcomes an extension, Israel will resume full force against Gaza once this temporary truce is over. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to 
to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Administrators calling for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza, creating a traffic nightmare on the Manhattan Bridge this afternoon. Well, this is as they blocked the Manhattan Bridge. Traffic came to a standstill, and all of this, mind you, is happening on what may be the busiest travel day of the year. I support their protest, I think, but I don't think blocking the bridge would be a good idea. I try to get home to my wife, but... Uh Sadly, that is not the case anytime soon now. The NYPD confirming that multiple people have been taken into custody as a result of this. Swift goes in motion. Hurts on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in. Touchdown. The Eagles win. Hurts does it again. Oh, my God. Hurts does it again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's amazing. Now he brings flowers in motion to the left. He gives it to Flowers in the jet sweep. He cuts inside the numbers. He's in the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Ravens! DeZay is in the barn! And the Ravens knock out the Chargers in L.A. Marvin Harrison, the wide receiver at the top of your screen. McCord looks, fires, intercepted! Rodgers and Michigan... And you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl But it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far Get you too far the open which we play six o'clock in the morning we're playing it here before we get to all the content in the open and we've got lizzie savetsky coming into studio coming up in about 20 minutes really excited about that carrie lake my friend carrie running for senator in the great state of arizona joining us in the nine o'clock hour short week this week I want to remind you folks i'm only here through wednesday tomorrow we get mark levine wednesday bill o'reilly but there seems to be some trouble in the land of Daryl Hall and John Oates, part of the reason why we played that great song. And uh, we're talking lawsuits. The hell is going on there, Lewis? Well, it, like a, it was, I think it was like a week ago or so, the story came out that they were um, on the outs. Well, I don't know about the outs, but he... No, they're that, on the outs. No, they're Dar- on the outs. Well, they, I don't think any part of their relationship changed because... I don't think they, know, I think they haven't gotten along for years is what I heard. For well, years. He, he says weird things, Daryl Hall, like, yeah, you know, we're brothers, but we're business partners. Yeah. So it's not like we're, we're not uh, songwriting partners, we're, but we're business guys. We're not like so close because mm-hmm. it was hard to figure out what he was jiving at, but it's, he had a restraining order against John Oates and now it's been unsealed. The documents were sealed. 
it looks like he's Daryl Hall's attempting to block John Oates from selling his share in their joint venture to primary wave music. Got to be like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, no? Uh, ob- hundreds of million, whatever. If it's that big a deal to yeah. get a, a, a injunction, yeah. you, that's big, I guess. it's. But what, what is it always with the bands? It's money. Huge. It's always, it's always money. money. Yes, yes. It's always well, I mean, money. sometimes it's... You know, like these brothers don't get along. The Robinson brothers with the Black Crow, the Gallagher brothers with the Oasis, and that's a whole bunch of stuff. Money, fame, they're just the brothers don't get along, but these guys are not really brothers. Right, like, as as much as everybody thinks, like, hey, it's all this great music, and yeah. they're together for all this time. But you never know what's going on with a couple of people, you know. I, I saw Listen, with Levon and the band guys. I'm sure it's no know. different than Mike and the Mad Dog and Opie and Anthony and all the radio duos that made millions of dollars and had great success together and hate each other. No right. matter what they tell you, they hate each other. Right, but and who, and who writes what? Who wrote what? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. You don't know, yeah, like yeah. of all these songs, and they've yeah. made a lot of money with yeah. them, and now they got another venture with this, I don't know what this primary wave, the details of it are, but yeah. it looks like the the Post estimated the sale of the half interest in the catalog yeah. between twenty five to fifty million. Oh, I said a hundred. Okay, I was yeah. wrong. Okay, it's, that's what they're estimating. Well, that's a life changing sell right there. Fifty million that changes your life. Right, so. the company <laughs> yeah. yeah bought the copyrights for about seventy songs. Written by, uh, yeah, there was other people who wrote, Sarah and Jana Allen, uh, Man Eater, You Make My Dreams, can't go for that. But they have, they ruled the 70s and Oh, they did great. Yeah, no. I saw them in concert, actually, Danielle and I, at the, uh, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in, uh, in Florida, in Hollywood, Florida. And, uh, they were great. So, all right, uh, the reason why I played those, uh, two NFL highlights, Jalen Hurts scoring the game winning touchdown as the Eagles beat the Bills yesterday. And then last night, Zay Flowers scoring a touchdown for the Ravens in their win over the Chargers yesterday is because the Eagles and the Ravens are the top seed in their respective conferences. The Eagles, number one, best record in football right now with 10 and one atop the NFC with the Niners at eight and three, the closest. And the Ravens at 9-3 atop the AFC with a bunch of clubs right behind them. Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Miami all at 8-3. and three. So that's why I played that. No reason to play Tommy DeVito on the Giants. I know they won. They've won two straight. They beat the Commanders, who lost by 35 to Dallas on Thanksgiving. And they beat the Patriots, who at 2-9, and nine, only the Carolina Panthers have a worse record in the NFL. In other words, the Giants are winning against really bad teams, and it's stupid. I'd rather lose the rest of these games and get a good draft choice. Now you're going to read on these ridiculous websites, which adults actually take part in, that Tommy DeVito's the real deal. Meantime, he couldn't score yesterday. The Giants' only touchdown came on defense, so the Giants go to 4-8. and eight. Michigan beats Ohio State. That sets up conference championship weekend in college. Some great games, a rematch of that Pac-12 matchup between Washington. They're undefeated. And Oregon, they've got one loss. Bo Nix may win the Heisman. And then you get Michigan, Iowa in the Big Ten. You get uh, Florida State, Louisville in the ACC. Georgia, Alabama, a big one in the SEC. A bunch of uh, big games coming up on Saturday. It's always a very, very exciting weekend. Conference championship weekend. Right now, the top four teams in college football, where eventually you get a four-team playoff. Georgia, number one. Michigan is uh, number two. Washington is number three, and number four is Florida State, all unbeaten. All right, but you heard this stuff, the newsy part there. Today is supposed to be day four 
of the hostage swap. There is a delay here. Turns out there are no mothers on the list that the Palestinians, Hamas, whatever you want to call them, they're all the same to me, uh, gave to the Israelis, and the Israelis are not happy with it. And at the same time, the Palestinians are not happy with the list that the Israelis gave them. So as far as I know, we'll get a quick update here from Jimmy Flippin filling in for Noam Layden uh, for the second time in four days. There's a bit of a pause in this. Is that right, Jim? Well, yeah, I mean, right now, basically, negotiators that are, from what we understand, based out of Qatar, are kind of trying to work through the issues on both sides. It's not just the uh, Israel side that it's objected here, but apparently Palestinian, you know, the Hamas yeah. uh, representatives also say they don't like the list of the prisoners yeah, that are yeah. going to get released. How about we just kill them all instead, right? So today being day four of the planned ceasefire pause and all the, you know, hostages exchanges, they're also hoping to maybe extend the ceasefire beyond just today. But President Biden has said that can only happen, you know, if more hostages are going to be released. Oh, so. President Biden, okay. Not Netanyahu, right? <laughs> uh, I think it's Netanyahu before Biden. Let, let's not forget, this is Israel's war first, okay? And uh, I know Biden is coming off like a real good guy here. He actually claimed in that open we played it that part of the reason why Hamas attacked on October the 7th was they were getting nervous that he was about to fix the Middle East. I mean, I've never heard a bigger lie in my 56 years on this planet. He is just a bold-faced lying creep. He really is. But we'll see. You know, Israel has also said after the fourth hostage swap today, they would continue this truce, Jimmy, if, in fact, Hamas was willing to give 10 hostages a day. And I must tell you, with 150 hostages still there, 40 unaccounted for, this can take an awful long time, which plays plays directly to what Hamas wants, which is making me nauseous. Uh, you could do the math. You know, basically, they're saying an additional 10 hostages need to be released every day right. for an extension. Right. So we'll 10 see. times, you know, I get 140. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you could be looking at a couple of weeks of paused fighting if, in fact, it goes that way with the hostages. All right, again, we're going to talk to Lizzie Savetsky live in studio coming up at 840. Uh, she's running for Senate in the great state of Arizona. My friend Carrie Lake coming up at 930. A lot more to do this morning. So we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on a Monday morning with some more Hole and Oats. Oh, private eyes watching you, watching you, watching. Joe Biden said, "Watch me." Private eyes, Hole and Oats. In the morning, 77 WABC.
Thirty-three. Play some of this, Lewis. I like this. Come on. Okay. Congratulations to the former NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. I like her very, very much. We got along great. In fact, I've got a beautiful pair of gold and green couplings, which I wore to Shul in Woodmere a couple of weeks ago. Compliments of Keyshawn. She's starting her job with the New York Mets today. So congratulations to Keyshawn. And I just saw Lizzie Savetsky, boot and all, inside the green room, getting ready to come on at 840 before her big rally at the U.N. this morning. She is um, she's an amazing young lady. She really is, as you are, Ricky. Well, not an amazing young lady, but an amazing young man, obviously. <laughs> right uh, Juice Reel, J-U-I-C-E, Reel, R-E-E-L. You've been with us all football season. Uh, guys are doing very, very well. Uh, my buddy Dan Mason alerted me about this uh, months ago when here you came in, Ricky. And uh, you gave us some pretty good advice last week about kind of pitting one sports book against another. Seems to be the craze these days, and it seems to be working. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be on, Sid. And I just had the pleasure of meeting Lizzie. Uh, great what she's Pretty doing cool, for the right? cause. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. But yeah, uh, glad to glad to share that advice again. I mean, it, this is probably the least exciting aspect of the Juice Reel app. But whether you bet on sports or not, this is something everybody should be doing because there's tons of sports books uh, in in New York in, in the tri-state area. You probably haven't even heard of, and they're all giving out free promotion dollars to sign up. For the first time, and what our app, one of the things our app does is, if you click open our app and click promos and boosts, you can see a list of the sports books and the offers that they're giving. And all you do is, is take the time, click the offers, sign up for the sports books, and they give you free money to bet. And you can take a game like tonight's football game, the the Bears playing the Vikings. You put half the promo money on the Bears, half the promo money on the Vikings. One side's going to win. Take your right, money, and, right. and there like you go. You just almost. made some free money. Yeah, it's like a middle. Um, and look, they are, they're dying for clients now. you got conference championship college football coming up this Saturday, some big games, Georgia, Alabama, Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Iowa come to mind. And, of course, uh, this is crunch time, December, getting down to the last couple of weeks. There's lots of teams alive for the NFL playoffs. And one guy uh, on the app, Juice Reel once again, up a quarter of a million dollars. And what's funny is everybody gets so caught up in the NFL matchups and college football matchups. And almost every night, almost every night, there are two or three college basketball games, teams you would never, ever consider following or think of. It's the easiest game on the board. But nobody pays attention, and guys like this guy, up a quarter of a million, he makes a killing on those games while people are biting their nails through the Ravens and the Chargers. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was one of the guys biting the nails. I don't follow, uh, you know, college basketball that much, but I. But, did... but are you in this to win money or to have fun? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I saw. I saw what you saw last night. That guy up a quarter of a million dollars. He had his money on the. 
Uh, it's like the San Francisco Dons versus, versus Minnesota versus Minnesota. I don't. By even... the way, it's funny you say San Francisco Dons <laughs> like you never heard of them. Uh, I'll give you one player. The Knicks drafted many many years ago. His name was Bill Cartwright. He went to San Francisco, but an even more famous player. I know you've heard of him. In fact, nobody in the history of the NBA won more championships than Bill Russell. He went to San Francisco. Wow, that's, a, that's an interesting fact. Did he not was know a that. San Francisco Don. He won the gold medal, went on to win 13 titles with the Celtics. That's incredible. Well, uh, I, cop- I copied that uh, <laughs> other guy on the app last night. I was took the San Francisco Don. Didn't even watch the game. <laughs> Who do they like tonight? Quickly before we wrap this up and get to Lizzie with the Vikings and the Bears, a big NFC, black and blue NFC North matchup. The Vikings, if the season ended today, would be, would be, one of the three wild card teams in the NFC, and they got the kid Dobbs from Arizona to replace Kirk Cousins, and he's played well. Who yeah, do they like tonight? Dobbs looks good. Uh, the uh, there's a slight uh, the best betters in the app are slightly more on the Bears than the Vikings. Yeah, so uh, Justin Fields, man, they keep buying that guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I'm going to yeah. definitely be watching uh, as more bets pour in and more data is loaded into the app to All see right. what that looks like at game time. Uh, well, sounds good. We'll talk to you again the uh, the end of the week. Great yeah. job as always, Ricky Gold. Good luck tonight, and uh, keep plugging away, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, Sid. You got it, my buddy, Ricky Gold. Check out Juice Reel, folks. Download the app. It's free if you want good advice on how to win these games. And it's crunch time in both college and NFL. NBA season, and the Knicks lost yesterday. The Nets won. The Rangers back on the ice tonight. The place to find out all the info you need is, in fact, Juice Reel. Just out of Lizzie Sabetsky. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. I'm like a young Casey Kasem. This long-distance dedication, Hatikva, goes out to our friend Lizzie Savetsky. Play some of this, Hatikva. So, one of the things that has happened after this tragedy, October the 7th, is, at least for this show, besides me gaining thousands of Instagram followers, is a, a lot of uh, very, very smart young men and women have now come to the forefront. They were voices for the Jewish people before, but to be honest, now more than ever, whether it's been Siggy Flicker down in Boca, former housewife of New Jersey, Michelle Lubin, who started Jexit down in Florida. Uh, just in studio a couple of days ago, I had Natalie Sanandaji, who's on her way to Germany this morning, who survived the music festival. But my next guest, I think, is number one. I think she's the, the biggest voice. She just rolled her eyes, but it's true. Her husband was in here, Dr. Ira Savetsky, and he offered one of the nicest things I've ever heard after my daughter's friend, Rafi, got beat up on the Lower East Side for being Jewish. Not only did Dr. Ira fix him, but he offered every Jewish person who gets beat up because they're Jewish, he's going to fix them for free. He is a 
the Gitana Shema, which in Yiddish means good soul. So in studio with me right now is not the doctor, but his wife. I believe the best voice for the Jewish people anywhere in the world. That's a lot there. Lizzie Savetsky, that's a lot, huh? A lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for this <laughs> five foot one little girl. And I'm grateful. And I just, I honestly, um, I feel very humbled by that introduction. I love being introduced as Ira's wife. It's not often that I get introduced as Ira's wife, but right. I'll, I'll take it. I love I love being Ira's wife. Right. He's usually Lizzie's husband. Right? <laughs> yes. I know. But he was in here first, and he actually made this happen. So, yes. But I've been dying to get you for weeks, and I think you know that. I've been texting Ira, come on, come on. Well, she broke her ankle. She did this. She did that. How did you break your ankle? I got hit by a car, Sid. I was walking into my building three weeks ago, 1030 at night on a Monday. How to be a Palestinian, no? Well, that was everyone's first question. Um, and also my first thought, which is not a normal way of thinking. Like, you don't, something bad happens and you're like, was it a hate crime? That's our initial reaction these days because everything is so hostile and volatile. And, um, but I'm very lucky to be alive. I, I really, I, there's a security video of the accident. The car was going 45 miles an hour and, I uh, busted open my head, had staples in my head. and You're kidding. Yeah. They're but, gone now, though, right? I don't see them. Oh, Ira took them out. Yeah. Ira took it, them it out. It pays to be married to a plastic surgeon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look great, uh, oh, but you. your ankle's broken. Is broken, that what happened? yeah. And this was right in front of your apartment, your house? Yeah, it was right in front of my building. Right. So um, it was oh. um, it was really scary and traumatic, and I, I'm just, you know, on the heels of, you know, everything else that's been happening in the yeah. world. So. yeah. Do you get, uh, because you're so uh, active and because you become such a great voice, I have to imagine that you get death threats or, or oh, very, yeah. all the time. All the time. Every day. Every day. And are you at the point now, because I get them too, not nearly as many as you, but uh, I never take them real seriously. Are you at the point now where you just kind of lamp it off or do you do you tend to take some of these seriously? I don't. I, if I took every threat I got seriously, it would prevent me from being able to do the work that I do. And I can't walk around paranoid. I have a really important job to do right now. And so I try to just keep my blinders on. I try to stay out of my comments. Um, I have my assistant help manage my DMs. And, um, it, you know, as long as the threats are digital, I don't really take them so seriously. Although I do believe when somebody says they want to kill you that they do want to kill you. Right. We have had some more... Um, physical type threats, letters to my husband's office, oh. phone calls to his office. Um, but you know, we try to just stay focused on, on the good work we're doing. And I, I am a religious person and I do believe like the work that I'm doing is important and hopefully God will be my bodyguard. It is immensely important, immensely important. Take it from a guy like me because I was not very religious. I'm a very proud Jew. I'll beat you up if you say something bad about it. Not you, but um, please, but, please I, but I've never been religious. I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I celebrate uh, the first couple of days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. First two days of Passover. After that, I don't go to shul every Saturday. I've started to do some things since October the seventh. I haven't done in maybe forty years. Mm-hmm. So for people like me, your voice is immensely important. Now you said your job. Now I'm on your Instagram. I see your your great messages. You're here today. But what do you do on a daily basis that entails your job? What do you do? So I've, I sort of became an accidental activist. I had started a Instagram account called Accessories Expert. Now I just go by my name, Lizzie Savetsky. But I had started this account uh, in 2013 uh, just as a, 
outlet. I had a full-time job and I was posting different accessories, designers, accessories, trends. Um, and then it evolved and I well, was nothing to do with lucky. Israel. This is just nothing to do with handbags, Israel. basically, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, um, and just my witty commentary about being a fashionable mom in New York and, and then, um, it evolved and it was, I've always been outspoken about being Jewish, about fighting anti-Semitism, about Israel. It's never something that I hid from the world. I also never thought that it would become my career to be doing that. And, um, in 2021, during that conflict in Gaza, I made a decision to devote my platform, uh, my primary content to, uh, to this, to, to education about Judaism and about Israel. And, um, it was a very difficult time for me. That's when the death threats really started. I lost mm. a lot of followers, lost a lot of jobs. And I, I'm so grateful that I did that because I've really had over two years of training to now be able to do what I do, traveling around the world, speaking and, um, you know, just being a source of education and inspiration for people. Wow. Lizzie Savetsky. Now, you did mention uh, at one point when you had the accessories website because you're a glamorous, fashionable mom. That's when I became aware of you because uh, at one point I was a big housewife fan. And bravo, I was. <laughs> Um, my wife still watches some of them, like uh, Beverly Hills and stuff. But <laughs> but uh, you were on New York, and I knew the older cast. I you know in studio in the same studios. Ramona's been here, and Leanne's been Luann has been here, and I actually worked, believe it or not, at this station with Ebony Williams years ago. Had oh wow! No, had no idea she was becoming this you know this face for BLM. She was nothing like that. Right. Eight years ago, nothing like that. And then I heard about you, and here you were going to be on New York Housewives. And then you were gone, and I read into it, and there were some anti-Semitic comments. I know you're not going to tell me all of it on the air. They'll tell me off the air. <laughs> on the air. But what happened? Why did it go so badly? And where was Andy Cohen, that jerk-off? He's Jewish. There to protect you. Because I can't stand you know, him, by the way. Um, it's, it, it was – I have no regrets about any of it, but I will tell you that from the get-go, I had a lot of reservations before – uh, even during the casting process, I just wasn't sure it was the path for me. I had already been leaning into this Jewish activist role, and I was worried that this path would either um, muzzle me or it would um, prevent me from being taken seriously in the way that I need to be right now. Right. Um, it would, just so you know. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. no, and I wake yeah. up and I thank God every day that, yeah. you know, he protected me from, from this situation. Um, and, I, you know, even before filming began, I was a complete disaster. Ira will tell you, I was, I was paralyzed. I felt like. You nervous? Yes, but not about, not in the way that you would think, not nervous about like being on camera. I was nervous about, um, not having control over the narrative and not because of me as Lizzie Savetsky, but because of me as a representative of the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism. Yeah. The last thing that I wanted to do was to contribute to the anti-Semitism sure. that we're seeing. And I just had no idea how I would be edited, what would happen. And, you know, I felt that um, it was a big risk. And I was willing to take that risk if it was going to allow me to open up my audience to a much broader audience, no which chance. is what I wanted. But no it chance. just, you know, no. I was very uh, idealistic about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I mean, Ebony can wear a sweatshirt with the Central Park Five and yeah. get away with that. If you wore a show like I'm wearing today, New York Stands with Israel, 
You'll get a call from Andy Cohen in two seconds. Lizzie Savetsky, uh, live in studio. Well, I'm glad you didn't do that because I hate to say it, but you do lose some credibility if, in fact, you're involved in something as major as you're doing uh, now. Again, traveling around the world uh, on Instagram and all the uh, websites, which I do follow you, Abraham Hamra. He, uh, he just sent me a text. He, I know you're very, very close with him. You posted one I of love his. Abraham. Yeah, he's a great Jew, too. Listen, he's yeah. out there fighting, guy, you know, him and Joey Borgen and all yeah, these we guys. Love Joey. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. I was holding Joey's mom's hand in the courtroom when the latest defendant got his sentencing. Just last week, actually, yeah. yes. Should have gotten life in prison, but a whole other story. But we'll take whatever we can get these yeah. days. So, what do you think so far? You know, here's Biden. Biden comes out today. And uh, first of all, your shirt reads, Israel is the only liberal democracy in the Middle East. And that's true. Uh, Biden comes out today and says that the reason why Hamas picked October 7th to attack was they became, uh, they, they found out that he was very, very close. He was to restoring peace with Israel in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want that. Now, as far as I know, not to make this political, but my friend Donald Trump, my friend, He's the guy that did that. Abraham Accords, mm-hmm. Jared Kushner. Yeah. All I know is about Biden is is that, in my opinion, he's complicit in these attacks because he's been sleeping with Iran, yeah. dating back to his days with Obama for the better part of 10 years. But this son of a bitch came out this morning and said they did <laughs> this because... Not to get political. This, yeah, this mother okay. effort because I was about to restore peace in the Middle East. And that clearly aggravated me. Yeah. You're not as aggravated as I am, I guess, you don't hate Biden as much as I do, so. I don't. I I honestly don't hate Biden. I feel sorry for the guy. I I mean, I, I think he's just needs to be. He needs to vacate. I mean, he needs to Delray not Beach. be in this. Yeah, shuffleboard you know? at four o'clock. And he's, you know, and I have appreciated his. I it could have been so much worse, you know, if Obama had been in office. We're seeing Obama's true colors now, but I don't trust Biden's administration at all. We've seen. You know, his White House press secretary can't condemn the ripping down of the hostage posters. She said, you know, she kind of sort of may have seen something about right. that, but yeah. she can't comment. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's, I don't trust the next generation. Now, what about of Trump? Did, did you trust Trump when it comes to Israel? I don't care about how you feel about him with anything else. But you can't argue when it came to Israel. I Yeah, I, I do. And I absolutely trust Jared Kushner and yeah. uh, in terms of Israel and his intentions and what we saw the moving of the embassy, the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. I got to visit right after it was moved. It was oh. an unbelievable experience. I actually sang the national anthem there. It was very chilling. Oh my God! And wow. um, and you know, I I very much uh, appreciate the fact that he has Orthodox Jewish grandchildren. That to right. me is something that feels comforting. Listen, he's been to shul on Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. I doubt Biden has. Just and yeah. I know Obama hasn't. Um, you were actually in Israel. According to your husband, yes, we were, on we October there. the 7th, uh, you were closer to Jerusalem, so you weren't right by those attacks. But Israel's not very big, so uh, you were right by those attacks. What was it like being there those days? Because I think at some point you did hear the sirens, the bombs, you had to run for shelter. What was that like, and when did you become aware? Were you still there when you found out what had happened to our people in the south? So Saturday, October 7th, was a very chilling day for us being in Israel. I woke up on Saturday morning. My husband took my nine-year-old daughter, my middle daughter, down to the synagogue in our hotel. 
And shortly after Please tell that, me you think of the King David. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Where else? Which, know. by the way, is probably the safest place to be in Israel if there's something like this that happens. And... Would you feel safer the King David in Israel or the Marriott right here in Midtown? Oh, for sure the King David. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. it's a fortress. And we, uh, so my older daughter and my baby boy and I were up in the room getting ready. And we, that's when we started to hear the red alert sirens going off. And then my, um, daughter, my eldest daughter, who's 11 said, mommy, there's a drill is a fire drill. And I know in Israel, they don't have any kinds of drills because oh. we take these threats seriously. So we, um, ran down to the, to the bomb shelter mm. and it was terrifying, but I will tell you. That my husband and the other men continued their prayer service uh, in the shelter because none of us had any idea. It was Simcha's Torah. It was Shabbos. And none of us had any idea what was going on. We didn't know. So they were still davening. They were still davening. It's Shabbos. It's Saturday morning. They got to get it done. You had a minion, obviously. You had at least 10 guys. Yeah. They continued to daven. Oh, we were packed like sardines in the the bomb So how long after that? Do you find out exactly what transpired? We started to get bits and pieces from people that had been using their phones. There were people that were concerned about relatives that they had. So people started to use their phones, even though most people are Shomer Shabbat, don't use their phones. And um, first thing we heard was there was an Israeli soldier that was kidnapped. And just hearing that alone, we were all freaking out. We were like, this is, this means business like War. this is not yeah. yeah and so then um the more information that we got the more panicked we became and then the whole hotel manager came and gathered everyone in the lobby and said you nobody in or out of the hotel mm. please do not leave we cannot make sure we cannot enter your safety once you leave this building mm. we knew that that and then we were hearing gunshots in the streets um Ira and <clears throat> Juliet saw a rocket over Jerusalem, and they don't usually fire rockets over Jerusalem because it's a holy site for them, too. Not that I think that they value anything, right. but <clears throat> Hamas doesn't really care about anything except yeah. killing Jews. Um, so, yeah, so we um, we knew that it was the real deal. And then my parents were in Israel with us. They had just left Thursday night before, and um, I sent them a text. I said, I just want you to know, you know, Israel is under attack. We're not leaving the hotel. We're safe. Um, and they were panicked, obviously, mm-hmm. because there was nothing anyone could do. But we um, we were able to get out uh, Sunday at midnight. We um, you got back. We got back. It was very scary even getting to the airport. The airport was on lockdown. They were firing over the airport oh while we were on God. the plane. It I mean, was I from start been, to finish. I, I, I would have been worried being up traumatic. in the airplane. They were going to, like, shoot the airplane down or yeah, something. Yeah, well, I the mean. pilot, actually, because these pilots of El Al are trained Army pilots, and they know how to deal with this. So they turned off all the lights inside and outside the plane, took a completely different route, flew all the way up north past Haifa, and got us out of there. The second we were over water, we finally could breathe. Oh, my God. Lizzie Savetsky live in studio, and this has uh, turned out to be every bit as great as I thought it would be. Palestinians uh, are good people. Hamas are bad people. I don't necessarily agree with that. I come off insensitive and I don't care. I know they teach their children at a very young age to hate Jews and kill Jews. I know that the women and children we're letting out of prison are actually prisoners because they're bad people. I know when the hostages were taken back through Gaza, these civilians were smacking them across the face. 
dancing in the streets and handing out candy. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily agree that Palestinians are good people. Hamas are bad. Yeah, what about I think you? it's. I'm I'm on the same page as you. Unfortunately, I think that the problem is that outside of the Middle East, we try to look at uh, these situations through our own moral lens, but we can't understand. The American media does that. Yeah. They lie. Yeah, th- I, I think that they can't. They refuse to get in the minds of this sociopathy. This this they cannot understand this terrorist mentality that has been indoctrinated from. The time of birth. I mean, if you are raising a child and at the age of three, you're handing him a gun and saying, kill the Jews. How are how is this? How can you say that um, that these are innocent children? I mean, it's very sad that these children, you know, I cry for these Palestinian children because they are the victims of this vicious upbringing where they have never had a chance. They have never had a hope to be. A loving person because they've only ever been taught to hate. And, you know, I heard the son of Hamas speak last week at the U.N. Um, his name is slipping my mind, but you know who I'm talking well, about. I know who he is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he um, he said from the time at 10 years old, his father was in prison and he hit the the senior leader of Hamas took over as his father father figure. He would tie him to a post and beat him with an electric stick until he was unconscious at 10 years old. So how can a child that is raised like this, that is raised on violence, that is taught that the their life's mission is to hate the Jewish people, to kill. kill Jewish people, right. be innocent? It, it's, it's just the saddest thing in the world. Well, These are victims of their upbringing. You're right. You make a very good point. It is sad, but the truth is they're not innocent. You're right. It's sad, and no, no child deserves that, but they're not innocent. So let me ask you this. We have about uh, four more minutes to go. This is the longest segment I've done because you're that great. Oh, thank you. What's more important to you? And you can't say they're even. Getting the hostages home or wiping out Hamas? I don't like this question, but... Um, I'm sure Netanyahu doesn't like it either. <laughs> but it's he has Sophie's to deal with it every choice. day. I, you know, it really is Sophie's choice. But at the end of the day, we value life. The Jewish people value life. It says to save one life is to save the entire world. Which we know. I we actually a, made a trade years ago. We traded 1,000 right, Palestinians for one Shalit. Jew. Yeah. I And then one of the men that they let out uh, of that exchange is the guy who was the mastermind between Oct- October 7th, Sinwar. Um, and that is something that we have to think about with these exchanges of hostages for prisoners. Um, and that's what they are. They're prisoners. I don't care how old they are. It doesn't mean that you're not a terrorist just because you're under the age of 18. I've seen that video of 12, 13-year-old boys stabbing Israelis. These are terrorists. That's what they are. Um, and I, I struggle with this question. I am a mother, and I am somebody who values life. I don't want to ever see anyone suffer. I don't know if I would be able to live with myself mm. if I said that our primary goal isn't getting the hostages out. Right, I, but, but, but you have to see, I'm a, a father of two, too. My whole life are my two kids. So when you put yourself in that equation, of course, you're going to say the hostages. But when you're running a country, you have to separate yourself from, quote, unquote, being a parent and make a decision that's ultimately going to be better for the survival of your country. Yes, of course, if it was my kid, I'd be there right now with a gun outside. You can kill me. I don't care. I'm getting them out. Yeah. But if it's not your child, you have to make that but, determination. But these are all of our children. And I see every 
I mean, that is how I, I believe yes. that. I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. I, I see every child that is a hostage right now as my child. Okay, and good. I see every, yeah. I see every Jew in Israel who is fighting this fight or suffering from this fight as my sibling. These are my people. And I, I would go to the ends of the earth to do anything I can for their safety. And it's not a rational answer. I wish that I could give you the rational no, answer that, that, no. that Hamas, that Hamas needs to be dealt with first and foremost. But I, I would not be able to live with myself as, as a human being. Great answer. 60 seconds to go. You have to go to the UN. I have to get the commercials. What is the parting message from the great Lizzie Savetsky to my listening audience in the final 50 seconds? Only 50 seconds to give a, a message. Okay. Uh, that, um, we, that we are all really angry right now. I think your, your audience is all on the same page as us. Um, I want us to channel that energy instead of wasting our energy fighting with people online, you know, responding to hate comments. Um, I want us to channel that energy into uniting with one another and uplifting each other. And um, because we we need each other more than ever, I think that the last six weeks have shown us how few friends the Jewish people have. We need every ally. We need to feel supported. Um, we need you to amplify our content. Follow me, Lizzie Savetsky, shameless plug, because we we have, you know, Gigi Hadid just today, who has millions more followers than we have Jews in the world, posted that. Israel is is harvesting the organs of, of, of Palestinians. You know this is disgusting. This is a lie. Um, so we need we need all the help that we can get on the social media front. Hang on to each other, support each other, lift each other up, um, and keep fighting the good fight. Am Yisrael Chai. Um, never forget that we are all we are all one family, and we have God on our side. We are the chosen people. Thank you, God. Thank you. Um, I'm extremely proud of you, and it's been an unbelievable pleasure meeting you. And uh, you keep talking because we need people like you. You're great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Sid. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. That is uh, Lizzie Savetsky. Follow her today on Instagram, at Lizzie Savetsky. we got more to do. My friend Carrie Lake, she's running for senator in the great state of Arizona. Carrie will join us live from Phoenix coming up in about 20 minutes. That was Lizzie Savetsky, and I'll be back right after this. Is sit in friends in the morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Foxy. Come on. Happy birthday to Jimi Hendrix. Would have been 81 years old today, but he never saw 21. (laughs) 
Night. 31, I guess. 31. Happy, yeah, 81st birthday today for uh, the great Jimi Hendrix. You played um, something there from Vinnie Madugno. You know, I saw Vinnie on Saturday in my neighborhood. Saturday was the annual Little North Pole, big event that uh, my friend Joe Murray, big-time attorney, puts on every year and uh, raises money for, for really great charities, juvenile diabetes. But today, I believe... At his house, he's got a bunch of kids with autism. Wednesday, foster children. He's involved with a bunch of different charities. Really beautiful work that Joe Murray does. And Vinny was there with his father. I, I met Vinny's dad, who's a huge fan of ours. Of course he is. Who's not? I mean, come on. You know what? Joe Causey was there. I like Joe. Eco, CBS, and DJ. Very, very talented guy. In fact, he's... um going to be doing the 50th anniversary for Lenny's, which I've been invited to in January. And uh, Bill Lee was there, too. You know Bill Lee from CBS? There was uh, one more kid there, thanks. some Spanish kid who was a fan of mine from The Fan. And it's always funny when they go, oh, man, I love you on The Fan. And I try to explain to them why it would take a lot of money, a lot, to get me back to talk sports. A lot. You know, because I, um, I, just, I just don't care enough. About any of it. And to be honest, I'm not judging. Well, I guess I am. I, You're judging now. When I see grown men sitting there talking about sports with that much fervor or anger, I think they look like morons. I do. I'm sorry. Now, a lot of them make a lot of money, so who's the real moron? Me. But you just look and sound stupid. There's so much going on in the world today in our own city. Forget about the world. New York City's a mess. What do I care if Tommy DeVito plays well? With Tim Boyle, and who cares? I watch it on Sunday. Of course I do. If I'm not out with Danielle or at the gym, I got Red Zone on all day. And I love college football. They got me going from ESPN game day right through USC at night. But it's nonsense. I just can't see myself working at a job where I'm talking about that like it matters. Like Brandon Tierney dressing up like the jet coach. <laughs> the hell is going on here? So they have to pay me an awful lot of money, but, oh, I loved you on the fan. I go, well, let me, if you love me on the fan, this show, you'll love this show. Because you get sports on this show, man. We've covered the top seeds in both conferences. I gave you the seven playoff teams right now in each NFL conference, the major matchups on Saturday. I did all of it without going on and on and on over complete nonsense. But you also get Lizzie Savetsky in studio. I know you'd rather hear Carl Banks for the thousandth time talking about the Giants. Well, I just can't do it. So I forgot the kid's name, but he was a, he's a nice guy. I think he works at CBS as well. Then I met um, this lady. Her, her name is Camille Fortunato and her son. And her son's name is Anthony. And Anthony's got something called Williams Syndrome. It's a chromosomal disease. And um kid's been through a lot. Anthony was uh, with another kid on stage who uh, went through leukemia and is now cancer-free. And it was just amazing. It was great. So all in all, it was a wonderful event. And uh, I saw a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in about 30 years, who was one of my best friends, best friends growing up, Kings Bay football, Jerry Rocco. Some of you know who he is. Saw him for the first time, like I said, got to be 30 years. So it was a uh, great event. Then we decided 
We're going to go for dinner. I mean, he's got tons of food there, Joe Muri. He had trucks from Wits and Rocco's and you name it. But we walked over to all the Sorrentina. And uh, thank you to Joe Figs, who was kind enough to buy me a drink that night. And I uh, saw John Mazzola and Joe and everybody else. It was a wonderful day. But I do want to congratulate Joe Muri on just a fantastic event, which is still going on. Like I said, autistic kids are there today. Wednesday, he deals with the uh, foster children. I think tomorrow's another day, but I forget what um, what kids are coming tomorrow. I, I don't remember. I have a lot going on. So. It's, I can't believe you remembered all that. Yeah, you're on top of it. Well, it I wrote it down, so I don't remember everything. Joey Figs. You mean you had to write down Joey Figs? I actually wrote down, thanks to Joey Figs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I can remember like Michigan, it. Ohio State, which spits in the face of what I just said, which is... I just don't understand how anybody could sit in their car for an hour and listen to sports. And I'm sorry, Chris Olivero. I love you like a brother. And I know you get better ratings than I do, but, I mean, you got to be a moron. You do. you got to be a moron. I know Jim Flippin does it. He's a moron. He does. Sits in his car on the way home and listens to FAN. What, 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 what are you looking to find out? Who's going to be the third-string second baseman in February for the Mets in oh, Port St. Lucie? These guys in the hall, talk, after the show is over, oh, you guys, I mean, idiots. It's nuts. Justin, him. Yeah. I mean, Justin, this bring, moron is an ego fan. Who cares? Bring, you got a, an anti-Semitic town with a bunch of jerk-offs who threw out my, my, my guy there because he had an Israel-American flag. All he cares about is Jalen Hurts. Who cares? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Let's say you win the Super Bowl this year. How does that change your life? Oh, big time. Yeah, it does? Yeah. yeah. Make any more money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Does nothing. It they, does nothing. Although win. I do bet on the birds every weekend, so that make me a good good. Well, the birds pushed yesterday. They didn't cover. Yeah, why? They were that. three and they won by three. So. Yeah, but if you take a money line, you're winning every week. Well, that's true. Well, you win uh, except for the Jets. That's true. Ten and one, only lost to the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that great? That is unbelievable. Anyway, my uh, author's coming on now. He's a he's a big uh, Eagles fan like you, Alec, even longer an Eagles fan. Mr. Uh, NJ Diet. That's right, 855-5NJ-DIET, NJDiet.com. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 pounds in just 40 days. And, yes, the Eagles did uh, come back epic fashion. Jalen Hurts, and they've got the best record in football to 10-1. and one. The Eagles and the Ravens, your top two seats. So you must be happy today, Artie. I was happy until I just heard your whole diatribe there. Well, so I mean, you got to be. What, what kind of adult could sit in a car and listen to sports talk radio? you got to be a moron. I think we should skip talking sports. I think we should talk about your favorite subject today, which is you. <laughs> I do that every day. more about you. How can we talk more about you? Uh, believe me. Trust me. Give me a little more time. I can do that. <laughs> I, think, I, I think what you should do is just have your wife on for three hours in the morning, like once a week. Listen. And then, you guys, and then they'll make you very happy. You couldn't pay Danielle enough money to do that. You know, Danielle, she, she wants no part of it. She's been offered to come on every show from Imus to Stern to Mike and the Mad Dog to my shows. I get her on once a year. When we have the charity show for my son Gabriel, that's all. That's all she wants. Yeah. But but your Eagles are uh, they are ten and one. They are top the NFC. Yep. And and I tell you, if you, I don't even know how they're winning these games. They had, you know against the Chiefs last week, they had forty like forty five yards of offense in the first half. Yesterday, uh, throwing passing. Excuse me. Yesterday, Jalen Hurts had like thirty three yards of passing, and it comes down at the end of these games. It comes down to just a few plays. You know, Kelsey dropping a ball. Last week, the MVC, uh, what's his name, Marquez Scantlin dropping a ball in the end zone. And then yesterday, I don't know what happened there with uh, 
Davis zigging and Allen thought he was zagging and threw the ball. The guy was totally open in the end zone for a touchdown in overtime. And yeah, I mean, and then uh, they just keep winning it. That kicked 59 yards in those conditions. That was really, amazing. Really, yeah. Really, really, really impressive. But right. yeah, yep. I, I agree with you that none of this matters. Uh, and it's all nonsense. Uh, but it's a nice respite from all the crap that's going on with these Hamas savages and, you know, these hostages that they're, you know, acting like they're magnanimous enough to give back after they got. No, listen, I know. I agree. No, I agree. That's why, like I just said, admittedly, I I sit in front of the TV for 18 hours a weekend watching college and NFL football. That's my escape. But, you know, to sit in the car and listen to guys yelling and screaming about how angry they are about Robert Sala. I mean, who cares? No, and and you know what? Nobody, and it's it's especially now, and nobody cares, and it doesn't matter. But you know what? I every morning, I every morning I wake up and I look at, I check the news, I check the post, I ch- I read it to see what the hell's going on in the world, and it's all crap. And you know it, and I know it. And every time you turn it on, it's all crap. And the uh, you know the, the, whatever's happening in the White House with that that cretin that sits there, it's all crap. <laughs> it's just all crap. And thank God for sports that it gives you a little bit of sunshine on everything that's... Well, you know, you say thank God for sports because it gives you sunshine. What if I turned it around on you and the Eagles were 1-10 in instead of 10-1? and one? Then what? Well, you know what? I'd watch the Sixers who are 11-5. and five. No, they're good. I, I know, saw them. They, they and blew then yesterday, They're good. And you know what? Yes. Yeah, and then yesterday you had a great. Yesterday you also had a nice Knicks Knicks Sun. It wasn't a great result, but it was a great game with yeah. the Suns and the and yep. the Knicks yesterday. Brunson and Booker going back and forth, and that's fun to watch. And you know the Rangers are playing well, the Flyers are playing well. You find something to take your brain off all this crap that's going on. No, you're right. The winter the sports in Philly and New York are both uh, good. And, and I, I watched the Sixers blow out the Nets. A couple of yeah. days ago, that, that's a good team. I I know they're they're talking about trading MB, but I got to tell you, with Maxi, who's just he's unstoppable. He really is. I would uh, I'd right. leave it alone. I'd leave it alone. But listen, Audie, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. We'll do it happy again next week. Giving to you, to thank you, you and your lovely family. Tell you your too. lovely wife I said hi. I'm Same here. Later. Thank okay. you, Audie. Bye. Thank you. That's Arthur Turovitz, folks. Santa Marina, and of course, uh, Audie is uh, Mr. NJ Diet eight five 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 NJ Diet, or of course. Uh, NJDiet.com, you will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds in 40 days. Joseph Abood is checking, and he said, Sid, sports never felt so irrelevant at this moment. New York City is in chaos. The world has gone crazy. It also doesn't help the Patriots are 2-9, and nine. <laughs> and they are bad. I mean, they've earned all nine of those losses. Mac Jones, my God. You got to wonder what Bill Belichick's going to do. They just signed him to a contract extension, but uh, there have been rumors that the Patriots would love to replace him with Mike Vrabel. So that's a story you're going to want to watch at the end of the season. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Carrie Lake out in Arizona and more. Sid and friends rolls on on a Monday. Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
My man, John Fogarty. Hey, you wait. 9.36 on your Monday. What a show. Lizzie Savetsky was just outrageously good. Just so good. Curtis Sleva was great earlier this morning. So was Rich Lowry, one of my favorite people, soon to be my favorite senator. I mean that. Carrie Lake is on the phone. So we got to take a quick break because i got to get him one more stop set. This is a radio language you don't understand. You don't have to. Just sit there, listen to some good music, leave the commercial on, and when we get back, more hope for America. It all starts with Trump 2024, but Carrie Lake in Arizona. We got to get my girl to win out there. You know what I'm saying? This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh, my God. Carrie Lake was on hold for like an hour. I like this song. Big show tomorrow. Debbie Schlussel is coming back tomorrow. Howard Stern favorite. Curtis Sliwa. We're also going to talk tomorrow to um, Rudy Giuliani. And Mark Levin, the great one back here tomorrow. Mark and I had a great conversation again this weekend. And then uh, Bill O'Reilly will be here Wednesday. But my next guest is, in fact, going to win that senator position in uh, the state of Arizona. Been in studio before. She's great, a great American, my friend Carrie Lake. Carrie, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Sid. I didn't mind being on hold. I was just uh, listening to the commercials. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those commercials are, are um, PSAs for what's going on in Israel, obviously, raising money for a yeah. lot of different Jewish organizations. and Important. Yeah, certainly, of course. Certainly you can, um, your heart goes out to them. Yeah. You, know, you have one of the greatest shows in America, and everyone needs to support your those who are supporting you. And we do need to support Israel. It's just, um, it's, it's horrifying what we're seeing around the country and, and, and our college campuses. We've, we've seen it here in Arizona where the Jewish students felt they needed to have police escorts around campus because it's dangerous. And I can't believe we're living in an America like this right now. First of all, I almost want you to repeat when you said you have the greatest show in America because I, I was afraid I stepped on it. You know, I actually, this is so pathetic, Harry. I have like this little montage, I swear to God, and it's Mark Levin, Michael Savage, Kelly Ripper, Donald Trump, and uh, John Voight. And they all say during this montage that I've got the best show in America. So I'm going to add you. <laughs> you, have, you have the best show in America. <laughs> Which is why I wake up at ungodly hours to come on. I know show. it's early. I, no, it is early. Thank you for doing that. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. Um, look, you know, there's a lot of kids that I know that well, lived in Brooklyn when I was growing up as a kid, and they went to Arizona, and they went to Arizona State. Party schools, gorgeous temperatures, you know, the whole thing. There's a lot of Jewish kids who go to school in the state of Arizona, yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, the video that came out it was about a week and a half ago. Um, it, these, these students were at a, I don't, I don't even know how to word it. It was, it was a group setting where they were discussing the issue of what happened, uh, you know, the, just the whole uh, conflict and, and what's going on. And so they went there with, with an open heart to say, let's, let's talk about this. And it got so heated and so, um, not violent. Well, there were rocks being thrown that they they needed a police escort to safely get out of that um, out of that situation. And we can't have college campuses like this. But you know what? The chickens are coming home to roost. This is what happens when you have decades upon decades of indoctrination 
in our government-run schools. And we have to root this out. We no, you're right. You're right. And I think like we're starting to do that now, that's the good news. So, look, um, we all know, of course, we'll get to your Senate race in a moment, how close you are with Donald Trump. He loves you. Uh, you spent time with uh, the former president in uh, New Jersey this summer when your book came out. He threw a big party for you, all that good stuff. So you know, of course, Carrie, that Donald Trump was the guy that really was responsible for peace in the Middle East. Him and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, the Abraham Accords, Israel talking to Saudi Arabia. Nobody died in Israel over those four years. And yet, yet, Joe Biden, who along with Barack Obama, enabled Iran, complicit in these attacks. The same guy comes out and said this yesterday. I almost fell off my chair. you got to hear this, Carrie. This is Joe Biden trying to take credit, at the very least, saying he's the reason why Hamas attacked. I cannot prove what I'm about to say. Of course not. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Do you believe that? Oh, my. Yeah, I. are you kidding me? This guy is uh, delusional. Actually, he is trying to take credit for what everything President Trump did. We did have peace in the Middle East, and only when he started back up the Iran deal and started to allow Iran to make hundreds of billions selling oil, uh, which basically turned on the money going to uh, to the terrorist outlets and organizations. Did all of this start back up? This guy, we, we, can we just uh, hold the election today? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I honestly, I don't know that we can make it throughout another year with this complete moron in, in the White House. Um, we need President Trump back in there. He knows exactly what to do. No one even fears Joe Biden. I mean, we fear him because he's destroying our country. Right. But these world leaders, they look at him and they laugh. They laugh at him. They laugh at us. He has no gravitas on the world stage. He can't even walk across the stage. And he is the reason. He's got blood on his hands for this October 7th attack in Israel. Agreed. He's complicit, 100%. Anybody who loosened any sanctions, let alone gave money, to Iran, whether it's Hezbollah in Lebanon or Hamas in Gaza, is absolutely 1,000% complicit. His crocodile tears right now mean dick to me, to be honest, Gary. And then I was watching your Instagram a couple of days ago. And I love this, too. You were going hard after Biden on some TV show about his Bidenomics. Bidenomics is a disaster, is it not? Oh, and, and it's really hit Arizona hard. I'm, I'm assuming things are bad in New York. Every time I, oh, I see any footage out of New York, it's not it's not positive. So bad. Inflation hit Phoenix the hardest. So, you know, I, I read a, a, a figure the other day. It takes about $1,300 more a month to survive. I had heard it was 700 but then, you know, the new data came out, and it's more like 1300 more. People don't have any disposable income. That's the income you have that's kind of left over at the end of the month where you can have a little fun, go out to eat, go to the theater, um, you know, catch a movie, whatever, go on vacation. People don't have that. It has plummeted. The ability for people to spend money on things other than the basic necessities, it, you know, it, and going into the holidays, you know how devastating that's going to be? So um, it's really bad here. It's bad all over the country. 
And it was made worse on day one when Joe Biden came in and, and decimated our energy sector. He stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline, um, hurt the, the drilling um, here in America of natural gas and oil. And all of those jobs, thousands and thousands of jobs, and these are not service industry jobs. These are high-paying jobs that can support a family. And those jobs were gone overnight. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff. The, the, the left always wants to ship our jobs overseas, turn off the high-paying jobs, and make us suffer. And I think the people of this country are waking up that under Democrats, we suffer. Under President Trump, we were thriving. And now they're looking back and going, well, maybe I don't mind the mean tweets. Maybe I don't mind. Uh, maybe I, mean, I didn't love his personality, but maybe I, I can put up with it. Listen, I love President Trump's personality. But most importantly, I love that he put our country first. I loved his policies that made my family be able to thrive. And we need to get that kind of leadership back ASAP. Boy, that is well said. Carrie Lake, that's why she's going to win running for senator in the great state of Arizona. About three minutes to go. You've also been concentrating quite a bit on what I think is going to get you the win, Carrie, in Arizona, and that is the calamity at the border. I mean, this Joe Biden, you know, we've got a migrant crisis. Excuse me. We've got an illegals crisis in New York, second, maybe only to you guys in Texas, and it gets worse every day, and the morons here, they now they're complaining they want more money, but for the longest time, hey, we're a sanctuary city, come on. Uh, the truth is it all starts at the border, which that man refuses to fix. He refuses to fix it. Why? Why? Oh, I, I think he intentionally opened up our border to create um, chaos and destabilize our country. Right now in the Tucson sector, the processing center there is holding 23% of all illegal immigrants nationwide. They're all being held. I mean, Arizona is really suffering right now. I don't know if you've seen the video online. I posted it on my, on my site. I saw it. Just an absolute yep. surge on my Twitter site. Um, yep. Yep. Huge surge of people coming in illegally yep. across the desert in the Lukeville area. I mean, thousands of people are pouring across more than we've ever seen coming across Arizona right now. It's a true invasion. And I don't think he will fix it because he created the problem. We didn't have it like this when President Trump was in office, and that's why he wanted to build the wall. So the solution's really simple. We've got to finish the wall. If it didn't work, Biden would not have gone down there and welded the, the gates open. Um, we need to enforce the laws that are already on the books, change our asylum laws so that people who do not qualify from coming over don't get to enter in the first place. And we need to immediately deport people caught crossing our border outside of official ports of entry. Uh, there's so many things we could do, but anybody who crosses that border illegally in any other setting besides the port of entry should be banned from ever coming into America. And we, we cannot reward these people with citizenship or asylum when they're coming across illegally. And that's what my opponents want, by the way. They want asylum for all of these people. <laughs> pouring into our country oh and that's God. why we've got to root these people out we have to vote these people out and get some folks in dc who will put america first it's, president trump showed us how to do it it's really simple put your country first put american families first the american economy first american security first that's how we do it well i'm going to compliment you now didn't you complimented me before and um after president trump when it comes to america first and all the right policies, 
and somebody who's very, very tough with a lot of charisma, I think of you. I do. And um, I hope you're going to win that race. What is it uh, in the final 60 seconds? How does it look these days so far? It looks good. I mean, we don't know right now if the incumbent, Kirsten Cinema, who who's now calling herself an independent, <laughs> since she since she became an independent, she's become more liberal. She's voted with Joe Biden 100 percent of the time nice. and Chuck Schumer. So uh, we don't know if she's going to enter the race, but it's going to be tight, as always. I think, though, as we get closer to Election Day, the suffering from the Democrats, Ruben Gallego and Kirsten Cinema's rubber stamping of Joe Biden is going to become more and more clear and painful. And people are going to show up and vote for America First candidates like President Trump and myself. Well, uh, any rally you want me to fly out to Phoenix or Scottsdale or any place with uh, a nice pool <laughs> and a nice <laughs> suite. For the warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially the next three months. Uh, just call me. I'll be out there for two I seconds. I'd be more than happy to help you in any of your rally uh, supporting you. But on a serious note, uh, you are terrific. You're always great on this show. I appreciate you getting up very early in the morning. But my listeners always want to hear from Carrie Lake, even as far as New York. So continued success. Keep plugging away. We're going to get you a win, Carrie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. And, and thank you, New York. I love you guys. Go to CarrieLake.com. You'll find out much more about our campaign and how you can help. Go help her. Send us some money. CarrieLake.com. I'm serious, folks. Donate today. CarrieLake.com. Carrie, K-A-R-I. Lake, like the body of water. She's terrific. She really is. We'll come back and wrap things up on this Monday morning right after this. But I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there. Beyond the sky, it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come.